primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the bright side of the galaxy, I'm Grex Kondak News in the core world news. Your whole new show running in-depth coverage for the latest stories from every sector of the galaxy. Now, the new segment rundown for April 13th, 2023. Fistful of Beskar. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. But first... This news. All right. Thank you very much, Grex. It is so good to be yeah. back uh, again. We were we just did one of these a couple days ago, but uh, it is yeah. Mandalorian time. Uh, can't wait to talk about this latest episode. Um, and also getting right into... Uh, we're finally going to catch up on some um, High Republic. We're going to talk about um, The Blade, a comic book series yeah. in the High Republic about... Um, blade cuts. our man Porter Engel, the blade cuts. Um, so stoked on that. Um, first, we do have some news as Grex mentioned. Grex is already taillights. He's out of here. Uh, as always, Gazadrell. the beaches of Gazadrell today. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, well, that's yeah, good for him. That's super, super good. Um, so there was a couple bits and bobs left over from uh, Star Wars Celebration last weekend that sort of came in after we recorded. Um, one little tidbit is uh, six or seven years until the Filoni movie. Kathleen Kennedy said that. So a little bit longer than I think we were. We were talking about four or five, I think. Yeah, I thought for sure that was going to be the first one out of the gate kind of. Mm. But that's fascinating. That means there's a lot of road Guys, still to go in the Mandoverse. We were going to spend an extra 30 minutes last pod talking about a possible Thrawn series where you could get, you know, a larger, you know, insight into his life and what's going on there and really double click on what's what his past was like and what he's doing now in the story and sort of his perspective. I think that can be great. So, I mean, if they could do other series that basically connect those, you know, get us to that five year, you know, slate. So I don't yeah. know. I feel like, I feel like they could do it. They could pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. They could just keep stuffing new shows in there. Uh, it feels like they already have like three studios working on star Wars projects simultaneously all the time now. There's like yeah. Andor's running right now. They're working. They're finishing up Ahsoka. It must be in like post. They're shooting Acolyte right now. It's like how many studios do they have? Right. Um, but I love it. You know, that's and yeah, yeah. And Rosario Dawson was asked about season two of Ahsoka, and and she gave like probably is is the studio answer, but she's like depends on the reception for yeah. season one. But like I'm like. Does it? Because if you're going to do a movie in six years, like, are you just going to do an Ahsoka series and then nothing for five years and then bring it? Like, I, it's, it's that or like, like you said, Grant, like they, and Ben, they got to like roll out all these other series. Like a Thrawn series now does seem possible. A, a, a X or a Rogue Squadron series seems likely at this point. You got to fill that space. Yeah. Plus yeah. skeleton crews out there floating around. I don't think anything's for certain though, man. Like, honestly, no, yeah. you know, like, They've pulled the rug out from under us on feature films many times. Oh, for but sure. But what's interesting here is I think that since I think it's quite daunting what Filoni and Favreau are setting out to do, right, is like they're basically doing the like Zahn extended universe. They're basically yeah. embarking upon heir to the empire and, and trying to create that and bring in all of Star Wars and 
the old EU and legends and new canon and all that. And, and, you know, everything that's currently happening. And it, I feel like that's, that's super, that's, that's going to be a lot to do. And then to get a movie out of that, I think you're going to have to do a lot of table setting. Like we talked about last yeah. week. Yeah. And yeah. it's going to be like, we have to get Han, Luke and Leia in the story somehow. And like, mm. for me, I need a couple things in air to the empire to happen. I need like Leia and the no and like the lady Vader stuff. Like I need that to happen. Uh, like, that yeah. is so I cool forgot. Thank like, you for reminding me Grant, that the no started yeah. in air. The, I couldn't remember where they came about, but boy, the lady, the, yeah, the lady uh, Vader and no so stuff cool. is so good. It's very interesting. Um, part of me Han, also wonders. Han's great in that book. Han yeah, does, Hans, they Han's use Han so well. So, I, part of me wonders now if like Heir to the Empire is a trilogy, right? And so if you're if you're just gonna do one movie to finish it up, I wonder if you start telling some of that storyline in these series, right? Yeah. To the, in, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be all all manner of things coming down the pipe. Um, we do know actually another little bit of news that came through is that Filoni and Favreau can, uh, confirmed that they consulted with Timothy Zahn uh, regarding Thrawn. Um, and, uh, you know, they didn't say much more than that. I'm kind of hoping it's ongoing cause it seems like Thrawn's going to be touching a lot of series and a lot of stuff. Um, obviously we're going to get more into this when we get into the, you know, Mando episode, the spies. Uh, it's soon. like the interim war, right? It was with Thrawn between yeah. the galactic civil war and the uh, first and second, uh, galactic civil war. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What is that war called with the first, the first order basically, or what, what do they call that war? I forget. The they call it the rise first. of the first order and then um okay. right but the the thing is they were rising but they never arrived <laughs> yeah they never yeah rose. they rose but never crested <laughs> yeah they, they did not yeah. climax they're the blue order <laughs> um yeah no they never there's they, they never really ma- they never like made color. it to the final order yeah. right they, they just, never finished yeah, yeah they never um, finished oh oh yeah. boy let's, All right. let's keep moving let's uh let's go before we get an e mm-hmm and anyways, um, the dark side is strong. In other news, uh, um, uh, Star Wars is bringing Crawl back for their feature films. Uh, How do you feel about oh, that, right. guys? Crawl I, coming back. Greatest, greatest thing I could ever hear. Oh, that wow. Wonderful. Oh, wow. Great and I are on opposite sides. Oh, let's go. Let's oh, hear wow. it, guys. I'm let's hear it. So I will say, I mean, if I mean, if the if the Daisy Ridley movie, if the Ray movie is episode 10, it should have a crawl. If it's not episode 10. There should not be a crawl. I kind of liked hundred percent. It's called episode ten. Then it should have a crawl, and I'm happy. One million percent. One hundred percent, huh? It's so marked. Wow, I love how confident you are. Yeah, I, love, I, love I would. I'd give it twenty percent. I'm gonna meet you guys in the middle. Uh, I feel like I'm doing that right now a lot, but I feel like it. It. I mean, if you're gonna tell more, uh, Jedi Order. It is a Skywalker story, right? She is Ray Skywalker. It is part of the saga. If it's part of the saga, then call it episode 10. How, how could you disclude it from the saga? She's Ray Skywalker. But I kind of like this precedent that we're setting. Is like, maybe we don't need to. We continue the chapter storytelling, right? The episode episodic storytelling, but don't bind it by trilogies, right? Maybe you can't tell a 10, and then maybe tell 11, 12, and a 13, or an 11 and a 12, or 11, 12, 13, 14, like whatever a story requires. In, uh, see, in... I think Thrawn is going to be a bigger deal than we're thinking because they're labeling yeah. him heir to the Empire. They're using the exact text. Yes. Um, yeah. They named him. Uh, they named yeah. they just title, title him, yeah. label him. You know, he is the heir to the Empire. Ray is also, in a kind of technical sense, Heiress to the Empire, yeah. I'm like, is this not beckoning for another three films of just like them duking it out for like who's to take over, whatever this? I 
I love massive that. military industrial complexes that's going to exist no matter what, essentially. I don't know. Well, I love it and I hate it. So yeah. <laughs> here's why I love it, because I think that's a brilliant observation. I never thought I was like, he, yeah, you're absolutely right. He's titled heir of the empire, yet she is technically the heir of the empire. <laughs> I really don't think they're going to kill off Thrawn. I think they learned that from, they learned from their mistake. I talked about it last week. They learned yeah. from a mistake from, from the old EU. The reason I'm not a big fan of that is that, does that mean like we get more empire stuff in episode 10 and more like stormtroopers? Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm kind of done with it. Star Wars, yeah. Yeah. I don't mind it in Mando because it, it, but I'm like, can we that's move, why back on? In yeah, time move on? Yeah. I, that's, that's why back in time is uh, uh, sort of, a, there's an incentive for that for me because I feel like mm-hmm. we could do, you know, riders on horseback, like allude to like Camelot and really get like fairy tale with it. And it could just, the war could look a little bit, it could be more like, you know, little ground skirmishes and things like that. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be these elaborate sort of like yeah. space battles, although those would be there too. It's just that I, like, let's focus on like the battlefield and the maneuvering. Yeah. Like some of my favorite things in war movies are like yeah. the maneuvering on the battlefield, the actual like yeah. strategies. I wish That's they could bring so the cool. Zon level of strategy to oh, yeah, live the action because I, I didn't, I didn't really feel the strategy in rebels. I mean, I felt the like art, per, you know, um, art professor Thrawn, but like yes. The, yes. the like the like really minute tactics, like was not there. There wasn't there. Not like the books. I feel the like, books are great. Not like the books. Yeah, that's all the books we, are. Is like military. We're seeing it, and we'll get to it. We're seeing it in Mando. Whether it's Thrawn or not doing these things, they at least are playing around with tactics in that show, which I'm appreciating. Like the. Uh, one of the earlier episodes in the season where they kind of pulled uh, Bo-Katan and Din Djarin off yeah. and then the the other TIE fighters and then what happened in this episode. So it feels like at least maybe we'll see it in live action. Um, what I was just thinking about too is if, 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 Grant, if they do this episode 10 where it is like the two heirs battling, I don't know, maybe episode 10 heirs, heirs uh, to the Empire, <laughs> um, plural, um, is that maybe, I just, I just don't want to see another Star Destroyer in in the sequel trilogy era, like yeah. enough, like maybe we can do something else, but maybe he just, maybe at the end of whatever happening is this, he goes back to get the some chiss, chiss and maybe so it's just the what if chiss. What if the movie's yeah. called the new empire? Yeah. Episode 10, the new yeah. empire. Yeah, well, they've already just, labeled the era, empire. the new yeah. Jedi order. So uh, it would be tough to call the movie oh, yeah. new empire, but it could be, I'm not, I don't yeah. want to neg it. That's a good yeah. idea. That'd be wild. Yeah. Well, I mean like that's, I mean, uh, again, I don't know how you do star Wars without, stormtroopers and sort of the ridiculous yeah, sort of like ships yeah i don't know that's they gotta, they gotta, they gotta find a way yeah. if, if if star wars is gonna last like generationally yeah dude gotta find just put things. doug chang in a room with his boys and girls that do design yeah. and just <laughs> come up with the something prequel, their designs are amazing yeah. They yeah. like it seems impossible to me to be able to like sort of mimic something as iconic as a star destroyer but like they can do it they've done it before so yeah. I mean, they've done, they brought us Lucra Hulk, like yeah. battle droid starships. Like those things are like, amazing. Um, yeah. 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 Chang. yeah. I mean, he's the only guy I remember his name, but it's like Ralph McQuarrie. Doug yeah. Chang. It's hard to trust the design of Star Wars with anyone else that they're just, they've defined it in such yeah. a wonderful way. But they get a bunch of pros to and, get yeah. it. Like they'll, they, they'll figure it out. But yeah, I, I'm ready for something yeah. fresh in the sequel trilogy. I, that's why I'm kind of hoping it's not going to be episode 10. I want them to turn the page and yeah, it's like, pronounce that they're going to be doing something new. 
that's the problem with relying on legacy is you're relying on legacy design at that point. And I think what's right. what was fun about the prequels is they sort of they embarked on something wholly new. And that's that's interesting yeah. to me. I, I almost want to see that again in a fun way. But yeah. the higher public's that. I mean, there's a lot of new design in yeah. that era. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. All right, so um, one. I'm just going to keep us moving here because we obviously want to talk about <laughs> this episode. We're like, <laughs> yes, we're like, yes, yeah. Anyways, yes, Thrawn yes, though. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. So the the last one actually, it's not really announcement because we announced it last week before the official announcement. Um, based on a yeah. guess, solid guess. Uh, Bad Batch season three is confirmed. Um, however, what uh, we weren't bold enough to pronounce was that it's going to be the final season. Um, which I think is a nice, yeah. nice tight little three season arc there. Um, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I really almost said it last week. I know I don't get credit. I'm not taking credit. I'm mad at myself for not doing it. I really figured I, something about me just said like, I don't know. I think this actually ties into why I think we're definitely going to get, um, you know, the, the this the the um mando movie whether it's five or six years from now and it's just because like filoni is star wars right now and i feel like the only reason bad batch is getting a third season and and this is nothing to do with the quality of it is because of filoni the other reason we got a final season of clone wars not only but one of the big ones is filoni right like this is these are his babies and i think like the bad batch that we talked about is amazing the quality is there but at the same time, I know Disney in general is trying to pare things down. They are really overspending on all these series. They've maxed out the number of subscribers. And I'm sure that people executive with Disney's looked at the Bad Batch and said, this is great. This is getting us zero new really? subscribers. It's very negative of you, Adam. Yes. I'm surprised to hear that. I, from I, you. I don't who, know. Uh, yeah, I think there, there probably is a metric for sort of building out the Star Wars ecosystem. I think that, that page on the Disney Plus but you know streaming service and like and that sort of getting more clicks maybe but let's look at that they also got to keep us around too if there's not new they got to keep us around star wars content you know but there's a lot but there is there anyone do you think realistically who said oh now i'm gonna get disney plus because of bad batch or now i'm leaving because bad batch is canceled i i just don't see it to be honest but that's nothing against Bad Batch. I think it's just the reality of the of the people who are subscribing. But here's the good news is I feel like it's talent, right? They want to keep Dave Filoni around because he is talented. And so it's great that I think he's using this to say, fine, but I want another season. Like, I need to wrap up my story. Give me hmm. one more season. And they gave it to him, which I think That's is interesting. great. I mean, I, I have an entirely different take on it um, because uh, I think – I think it's the opposite. And, and actually the animation yeah. is, and we talked about it a little bit last week um, because of that interview with Filoni, the animation kind of operates on its own now. I mean, first of all, we know they always get mm-hmm. better. They just keep getting better. So they whatever really Filoni's do. done yeah, over yeah. there to set people up to succeed is working there. The animation gets better. Like it seems like a very slick operation. And I know animation generally is really expensive because it takes so many bodies, so many, you know, hours of work to make those things come together but we know that they greenlit another Tales of the Jedi and they, you know, they even, they, they came to him asking for it. I, I think it's, I think they like having the animated series. It's something that they can produce in parallel. They're like, what are you sketching over there? Yeah. Dave? Serious. Can we, can we see that sketchbook? And if he quick? shows it to him, if he's dumb <laughs> enough to show it to him, they'll be like, all right, give me 24 episodes. And he's like, Oh, you know, it, 
but I guess that's my question is like how much of that is is them wanting animation and and how much of that is Dave Filoni wanting well, so animation? I, th I think it's them. That's my my point is that I think it's Lucasfilm um, really the force behind wanting the animation. I think, you know, as much as like, yes, it, it's not people aren't being like bad batch. I'm signing up to Disney Plus. It's like an accessory. Yeah, they should be. By yeah, the they way. should be. But yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I think it's more it's an accessory. All those um, all the, the animations yeah. are accessories. It's for the hardcore fans that just want content. They can produce it in parallel. It probably relatively cheap um i don't think it's 10 million an episode like you know like mandalorian right. is good point it's it's filler yeah. and i think any yeah. solid animation they can create they're going to pump out there we do have um we haven't talked about it but there's a uh and i don't even have the name of it it's like forces of destiny no it's not they, they have animation streams for young fans right so so there's one i, I have out. it because i was just looking looking up young jedi, young jedi adventures, adventures right? and it's, it's high republic out. that's coming out may 4th is it high republic that... era it is high yeah, republic era and yeah. and the reason why so this is part of what i was thinking but i will say before i start where i came out negatively i think you and grant have swayed me on this uh it, my heart grew you oh, know three good. sizes today um yeah. but no but i think you're right i think it is a lot about having content yeah right they got to keep us around, you know. And it's I, not all about signing us up. They do. They got to keep us around. Not that we're going anywhere, but like, but I think, but I think you're right. I think the other thing is the Young Jedi Adventures is kind of the missing piece, is because part of me is probably probably like because I think I think you're right. Lucas is all about it. Lucasfilm's all about it. I think Disney Plus, the higher hires, are probably like really cost cutting stuff. Um, I think having Iger back is is less likely that that he's more likely to support content. But the one thing they were missing is. As we've talked about week unto week, is there's Bad Batch is animated and it's wonderful. My 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 preschool era, my preschool age child is not gonna watch Bad Batch, right? And mostly because she's not gonna get right. anything out of that. But that's where the young Jedi Adventures come. Yeah. This is their first foray into actual like preschool yeah. show, which is which is smart. Like they're really yeah. trying to. Build we'll it all see. Out. I mean, what do I know about having? like uh, uh, running a multi-billion dollar company and, right. and, yeah. and i was really surprised you know i was totally wrong about solo i didn't think it mattered how well solo did i'm like as long as it broke even i figured they would just churn out you know uh, lando series or the rest of the, the han solo series or whatever and that didn't happen you know they they were a little more gun shy so there's yeah. really no telling um what what's going to be going on there but um should we get to the main event guys Right, I'm gonna play a little, um, little fistful of best car intro music here. And now, the fistful of best car. All right, fistful of best car, guys. Uh, did anyone watch Mandalorian this week? <laughs> Just kidding. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that, that's yeah, the only I, answer. I I... That's the only answer. Yeah, I don't know if I watched it so much as experienced. Oh my it. gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, uh, so much to get into wow. in this episode. Uh, Grant, you got our, uh, you got a little. Oh, is, is there, there a summary? summary? I think there. Chapter twenty three: The Spies. Yes, the Spies. Morlana. Yeah. Plural. Okay. We'll we'll get there. We'll uh, talk Rick about Yiwa, it. Directing. Yeah. Uh, brilliant director still i think my favorite my favorite episode of all time is a rick famayuba yes. episode agreed uh, um, anyway summary uh let's just describe the episode this is this is sort of long this is very comprehensive this is exactly what we've watched uh, i'm sort of miss i'm probably missing a few scenes especially the one where grief hands mando the uh 
the the nice wine, the, the tonic. That's actually a bottle of tequila. Right. Someone found a bottle of tequila okay. that they greaked for the. <laughs> yeah, it made me so thirsty when I saw it. It's not in the it. Other than that, everything else yeah. is in here. All right. Um, all ambient noise is drowned out by the pulse pounding electronic music as we follow Amnesty Officer Elia Kane through the neon drenched streets of Coruscant. Kane arrives in a dark, steam filled alley where an Imperial probe droid emerges and projects a hologram of dun 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 Moff Gideon. Kane. Uh, relays the intel that Bo-Katan, Kreese, and Din Djarin have united the Mandalorian factions, dispatched the pirates on Navarro, and are planning to retake their homeworld of Mandalore across the galaxy. And on the other side of the hollow call, an agitated Moff Gideon enters a meeting with the Shadow Council of Remnant Imperial Officers who preside over what remains of the Shattered Empire. Gideon inquires about Thrawn's whereabouts, to which Captain Pelion tells him the secrecy is imperative to Thrawn's plan to return to the Galactic Fold. Brendel Hux is present as well, and we learn he's busy at work managing his own clone operation dubbed Project Necromancer. To end the meeting, Gideon requests resources to deal with the Mandalorian threat on his doorstep, and the Council agrees to provide reinforcements in the form of stormtroopers, TIE bombers, and three Praetorian guards. On Navarro, Grief Karga gifts Grogu with IG-12, the reassembled remains of IG-11, but now with a pilot seat and buttons to trigger simple speech option commands like yes and no, <laughs> which are quickly abused by Grogu. At the Mandalorian camp, the two factions of Mandalorians Bo's old followers and the armor's covert begin their rocky integration process and prepare for their mission to retake Mandalore. Bo leads the infiltration mission to the glassy surface of their bombed-out homeworld. After making touchdown and securing the landing zone, the Mandalorians journey across the surface until a large sail barge appears on the horizon and encroaches on their, posi on their position. Tensions ease as they discover the giant skiff is crewed by grizzled and wary, wary group of Mandalorian night owls. As they travel aboard the barge, Paz Vizzle and Axe Wolves' game of Mandalorian chess takes a turn towards bad sportsmanship when Paz challenges Wolves to a one-on-one -on -one combat. The, they, the scuffle is quickly broken up by Grogu in the new exosuit. Suddenly, a giant creature erupts out of the planet's surface and destroys the barge in one fell swoop. The Mandalorians are forced to jump ship and flee underground, where they uncover the Great Forge. As they reflect on the devastation of the forge, a swarm of jet troopers ambush the Mandalorians and draw them towards an underground Imperial installation. And more specifically, a choke point between two blast doors. The Mandalorians do all they can to fight off Beskar-clad jet troopers, but Gideon arrives and defeat is all but certain until Bo cuts a hole in the blast door and leads the trapped Mandalorians to safety. Their escape is only possible because Paz Vizsla makes the ultimate sacrifice, sticking, staying behind to stave off the troopers and eventually combat three Praetorian guards who tragically kill Paz. The end. This is the way. Um, that's yeah. this, this is that's the way. This. <laughs> oh man um yeah where to where to start where to start that's yeah there's, there's a, a lot, lot. <laughs> yeah in here um where do we go want to go back do we go to coruscant do we go to the cyberpunk scene I, at the yo, start i think we need to <laughs> just like sheer genre like yeah. it was amazing i think we go back further and i and maybe this is and we go back to the title yeah. Spies. All right. You want to start with the title? Sure. Let's do it. I mean, yeah. I know you can't really analyze the title without analyzing the whole episode, but the spies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the El spies. Yeah. Elia Kane is basically explicitly doing that's a spy. Yeah, she's like, the, it's she's the spy. Past spy. That's yeah. a spy. You've got one spy. One spy. Yeah. She's a singular spy. Like, Oh, where where is it? Where are you trying to go with this, Ben? Are you trying to go back to our same theory that we've had for a long time? Oh, your theory, or is it our theory? I feel like the armor, the armor theory. Well, that's my theory for a long time. That's yeah, it's your theory. I'm not claiming that theory because I think you're wrong. But 
Oh, really? That's that's not our theory. That's your theory. The armor would be very one note if she's just the heart of the. I, I'm, I'm not. Sorry. I'm not like defending her for a third consecutive wrong. episode. You I, know how I feel about her. I think. I think she is one. Note. I don't know. She's why the wise master. Plot wise, okay. you would separate her from the rest of the group at a very crucial time. <laughs> I'm with Adam. I'm, with yeah, I'm happy to be wrong here, guys. Evil. I'm just sticking to my guns. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Gideon's helmet? I don't think those were horns. I was like, they know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think made his armor? Dan cannot leave. Who made it? Wow. You think the deception is that deep? I do. She's like in the pocket dinner after she's saying she's like her house is cursed or something like that. Like it was like, it's just weird to me. It just. Moff Gideon does not have horns on his armor. It's a crown because he is a narcissist. (laughs) <laughs> it's way different. Oh, I didn't analyze it that deeply. I thought they were just horns. They're just I, they're I little like closer. they're like bat wings. They're like you know that that stick up their foot. It is very so bat. I mean, cool. it is very I need Batman. to get him here. No, with the help. I, I entirely disagree. It, it was very Batman. It's very bat wing to yeah. get real specific. Yeah. but anyway, it was like I was Google that. Yeah. No, I don't. I think yeah. And and actually, when I saw that theory online, I was like, oh, everyone, please. But uh, yeah, I mean, but hey, so a lot of people are, are there with you guys. Um, I don't think it's the armor. Um, I, I really just think it's I mean, technically, they're all so, spies, yeah. really. I mean, all the, the whole Shadow Council is I mean, it's a council of spies. They're not really spies because they're not like they're not within the New Republic or working or working, yeah. a, you know, in a in a legitimate area. I mean, we have established that um, we have established that Moff Gideon is a spy master. Um, we had that established in the council room, which we should just which we're going to spend a lot of time on. But yeah, but is it that. not uh, did Moff Gideon not look surprised when he was given that information about what happened on Navarro? So it's like this spy is clearly telling him yes. that information, yeah. not not the armor. And I mean, it's. Or and you, but the armor did send again, them to yeah. the forge, and that is where clearly he has yeah. a base established. I mean, yeah. that could go for it, but also, I mean, we have precedents laid for why the I mean, the arm they, they go on and on about how the forge is the heart of Mandalore, and the armor has always wanted to see the forge and all that stuff before. Um, I you know, there, there's there's room to go either way, but that's why Thrawn can like re can promise rebuilding the forge, like it, there's a whole thing with so, the forge, right? Like, yeah. Uh, who can rebuild the th- forge? I bet Thrawn could. Thrawn would throw at, you know money and and finance the rebuilding of the forge. You know maybe promise. Yeah. So let me give you an alternate one, Ben. That that saves the oh, armor because another possibility is you're right. Is that Moff Gideon is a spy and he's a spy for right. Thrawn because everyone's using Thrawn's name or not everyone. Pelion, we'll talk about him in a moment, is using Thrawn's yeah. name, right? And maybe falsely, and really, Thrawn's working behind the scenes with with, with Moff Gideon, yeah. right? So maybe he's the maybe he's really? a spy. Maybe, maybe. I, I, I still think it's the I still think it's the armor. I think but what maybe. we discover in this episode is that the Empire has been lying about the planet being too toxic, too in, inhospitable, and that yeah. it's really just a cover up for a secret installation, which is yeah. Gideon's base. Gideon's base is yeah. Mandalore, and his. Yep. And he's well established, and he's going to have a lot of you know, tie fighters and, and troopers and, and and assets to 
I think, use against, especially when I mean, he requests them yeah, in yeah. this episode. We like, get his like list of requests. getting reinforced. Um, yeah, so actually a couple of mysteries are solved in this episode. One is we know where the fighters on Concordia, not Concordia, sorry, uh, I can't remember the name of, of um, you know, it is Concordia, right? No, no, that's the yeah, the moon's the moon. Concordia. No, no what is um, it's, what's um, Bo-Katan's planet? Yeah. It's it's a starts with an I uh, or an it's, um, Kavala or Kavala? something. Kavala. Kavala. Oh my gosh, I feel terrible for forgetting that. Um, yeah. but yeah, Absolutely. in that yeah, Kavala, Kavali. Ugh. Yeah. Um, feel free to Google that out of while we while <laughs> okay. we just murmur to ourselves. It makes for great podcasting. I'm like I'm trying because there's no way. Can I'm we make sure to just say Kavala? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll just call that. Anyways, we know where those. Nice. We know where the fighters came from and, you know, how how uh, Bo-Katan got flushed out. Oh, man, you guys. Now I'm just thinking about the armor. Maybe you guys are right. All right. Um, (laughs) I mean, they dwell on the forge in this episode. They're like axe wolves. It's like like, I was here. I saw it. And I was just like, yeah, it was the best. Axe wolves has lost every bag. Oh, yeah. He just keeps getting his butt kicked. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, done I'm done. yeah. But Ben, don't lose faith about the armor because they got sweet old. When I'm right, if yeah. you're right, like you'll just be able to like lord it over and us I, forever. Um, yeah. The other yeah. mystery that was solved is the uh, derelict lambda craft that um, our man Captain Tiva rolled up on. We know why there's Beskar in that ship now, right? Right. I mean, maybe. I assume it's I assume it's the jet troopers. I assume yeah. too. It's the jet troopers. Yeah. Jet troopers. It's best car yeah. jet troopers. But it depends on timing, right? Like what happened <laughs> first who helped him forge the best car, right? Was that were were the jet troopers created prior to escape or post his escape? Mm, I mean I feel like I feel like I think you're right. Geronimoing um that uh, or, or, you know, like laying waste to Mandalore was always part of his plan. That is a monster-like facility that he had built on under the surface yeah. of Mandalore. So, I mean, and yeah. right near the forge. So, you know, he probably used that to create his own, you know, his own armor. But, yeah. I mean, there's got to be more uh, one, yeah. one more than one armor in the world. The galaxy. Right, that's rather. true. I mean, yeah, she's not the only one. Uh, Kavala, by the it way. It is Kavala. Okay, super. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um. All right. Awesome. So those were two uh, mysteries solved. Um, sorry, I, I, I waylaid us, but thank you for humoring me on that that thing. Um, no, I think it's a good place to start. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, the spies. I mean, Kane, possibly armor. Who are you thinking, Ben? I think it's spy? just they're just being sort of general. The spies. It's, you know, it, actually, okay. it is. I mean, it is curious. They're, they've been sort of singular the whole way, but it's like now we know that there's a spy network out there um we know you know what's her name is like it wasn't confirmed before though we all guessed it you know episodes ago that kane was a spy for someone you know she wasn't there i mean there was a theory that she was acting independently before that you know we didn't know for certain that she was actually whether she was operating on thrawn's behalf or gideon's behalf but this is confirmed there is a tonal shift in this episode where it did just enter. I mean, just being titled the spies, it's entered spy game yeah. territories mm-hmm. territory. And it feels like 
she was like now everyone in the shadow counts. it's an alec andor basically yeah. it's like now yeah. you're basically yeah. double you're, you're doing double takes on everyone in the shadow council everyone who's in a mandalorian everyone who's you know you're like who, who like where's the information where's the leakage coming from like is there are they sharing information with the other side like obviously amnesty officer g68 is sharing yeah. information like that, that's right. why i think so. it was plural i just think it's trying to cast out and and create that that sort of spycraft um you know feel to to what's going on there um, I don't, I don't have, there's no one I'm not, you know, I'm not like, oh, Axe Woves, that guy keeps get, getting his butt kicked. He's, uh, he's suspect. He's sus. Maybe he's a spy. Like, I don't, I don't have anything like that. <laughs> but like the armor is weirdly absent yeah. from a lot of this stuff. Like so, she'll just appear and just wreck house with her hammer and like, just like vanish. Yeah. And then she's like inviting her. everyone to dinner. And it's a, That's a feature. Like, That's a feature. There's something else going on here. Is it her idea to leave or is it Bo-Katan's idea to leave? For her to leave, I can't remember. To Do leave. you remember when she, when she decides to take the wounded Mandalorians? Hmm. Uh, I forget. I forget whose idea it was. I didn't get that yeah. in my rewatch. Um, I don't know. It was one of them. They're like, "We have to go," and he's like, "Oh, I'll take you." I mean, the other the other theory could be that I I don't I so you called them um. Night Owls but are, in your preview. Uh, I'm not, I don't know. Like he recognized the Night Owl insignia, but I'm not sure that was actually his clan. I just call him the. Oh, it might not yeah. be accurate. Yeah. Uh, I just I, I'm just, I've been calling them the locals. Um, yeah. Um, I like that. But they could I do be a new theory. To, spies. To, I don't know. Okay. Because they're, they're like, know. oh yeah, we'll I take you to the all... forge. We go there all the time. It's awesome. And then it's like. Oh yeah. Right? That's right. It's like Gideon's base. Yeah. 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 Uh, but also, like, um, I feel like uh, what could be fun here is is Gideon seems sort of um, uh, uh, seems to villainize Thrawn, or he seems to be seems to treat Thrawn as an obstacle or, or as an adversary, basically, sort of a nemesis like situation. And I was like, like he seems agitated that he doesn't he's not shared information is not shared with him about Thrawn and like what's going on with Thrawn, yeah. Thrawn's movements. Like his return, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. What if I, the armor's deal is that she's made a deal with Thrawn to get rid of Gideon? Because she's like, Bo won't do it, Din won't do it. Like I had to go find this guy who like who's gonna help me uproot him from the planet. And and then like that's the thing is the armor just makes an allegiance with Thrawn, and it's like, and Thrawn operates in kind of on a new like layer of thought, which is like he basically like might be your ally in certain yeah, moments until it's inconvenient. Right? Like that's kind of Thrawn's yeah. deal is like, oh, yeah. I'm your ally for 30 minutes, and then we're, <laughs> yeah. we're enemies. Like yeah. it's like crazy. Yeah. That's like Thrawn's yeah, whole thing, basically. Yeah. Yeah, definitely could be. I also, yeah, I was gonna say, I also wondered if like, like, like uh, Gideon's reaction to that Shadow Council or uh, Pelion's discussion of Thrawn was just like, yeah, you put up or shut up, right? Like I, I think he just does not believe that Thrawn is, if if he is being honest and not actually in Thrawn's pocket, I don't yeah. think he believes that Thrawn's actually back like it's just yeah Pelion using the 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 shadow of thrawn to get things done yeah i mean it could be it did obviously it's classic you know empire inter politics like bureaucratic politics right they're all power hungry and like the you know they seem really eager to tear down Pelion. um all the other warlords are you know we're in this scene now so um Pelion is turning off that hollow 
call and basically like turning yes, to throng, absolutely. right? He's like, right. <laughs> that was happening. Yeah. No one call. knows where each other are clearly. Cause he's just like, yeah, Mandalorians yeah. are a threat. Like, and no one knows, like he's telegraphing from Mandalore. Like that's where his base is. Right. Like. And now Thrawn having that information will be like, Oh, the Mandalorians like, Oh, I know exactly what to do mm-hmm. here. Like we'll, we'll just counter Gideon with all this. Cause Gideon, I feel like Gideon's power oh, yeah. hungry. And might, and I think Thrawn is like that's going to be an issue if I'm the true heir to the Empire. Someone wants we, to challenge. Yeah. We know, talked that. about this last week, and I mean we're talking about it in a little different shape this week, but yeah, it could. You know, Gideon could get trapped between you know Beskar and a hard place. Like he could be, yeah, he mm-hmm. could be fighting both the Mandalorians and Thrawn at some point. But I. But what's fun about that is it's Giancarlo Esposito. And he's a brilliant actor, and yeah. like when, you, when we write him into corners, like he's gonna get out of them, and it's gonna be fun. <laughs> That's true. You do expect that from Giancarlo, uh, yeah. from Gus Frank. I you mean, John, uh, Muff Gideon, <laughs> greatest villain yeah. of all time. Um, yeah, he's fantastic, and yeah. But I mean, that also leads to a larger question, which is: Are we going to see Thrawn this season? Yeah. Like cameo, okay. very you guys are still yeah, holding that candle I, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we get a very much similar to Book of Boba Fett coming, blah blah blah, scene at the end. Like uh, I think we just get a. Ben, what if I double down on the armor theory and I say the armor meets with Thrawn at the very end? Wow. Of the then, season? then what I mean, I... then I'd be extra wrong. But I, I listen, I'm feeling good. I'd be double <laughs> extra wrong. I'm just, I just I'm throwing my hat. Yeah, I'm going way. against it though. I'd... The whole Sabak pot. Yeah. Is... Yeah, I talked about this with Jason earlier because he's still in my camp. So I've got I've got uh, one other one. Yeah. Yes. Actually, no, I think well, I think Jason eyes, jumped to your red camp. Red eyes gleam in shadowy. Uh, well, he's he's watching right now. He's live right, right now with us. So, yeah. so he, I think he's he with you guys. Say, tell us he's where with he you is. guys at this yeah, point. I, just want, I think just but. the piercing eyes burning into our souls. I mean, it's iconic, but it. don't you think it's like kind of like blowing, like re- revealing the monster too soon? We just talk about him for a while. Just yeah, I guess off-screen dialogue. I need something at this point. You can't just say his name this many times, especially season two. I name know, is right. name checked again. Now, now even a character in in story is like, where, where is, is this guy? guy? <laughs> Literally, where is he? I'm like, I'm outside watching. And I'm just like, yeah, where it is, is a little meta. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a lot yeah. at this point. I'm like, there's a lot of again. I'm I'm, just I'm doubling out. down, and I, I think that was our Thrawn reveal. Was just them talking about it because it's like we just watched the you know we just watched the Ahsoka trailer, but that wasn't in mind when they were you know writing these stories. So I'm thinking, yeah. you know, like Thanos' first appearance in the first Avengers movie, like, or yeah, is the first Avengers movie? Is that the first appearance? God, oh, yeah, for, it was early. Um, Thanos. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It'll be something like that. It'll be like just a very brief um, over his shoulder in silhouette or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because he goes, uh, "Fine, I'll do it." <laughs> Sorry, that's that's a uh, yes. <laughs> reveal at the end when Loki. Yeah. Fine, I'll yeah. do it. <laughs> that's it. Done. Yeah, that's the amount of cameo. Yeah. All right, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, I, yeah. I will, uh, you know. Can we talk about Brendel oh Hux now? <laughs> Pellian, huge yeah. character from Heir to the Empire. Basically, that ensures they're basically adapting a I, lot of Heir to the Empire at this point. And well, it's going to be Pellian. It's going to be, we're going to get Rook again, I think. Yep. Like, uh, I think yeah. so. <laughs> I can't so that's, a, yeah, yeah. So please, Adam. Yeah. I want to hit on Pellion a little bit. Yeah, hit please. Hux because um, Pellion is huge in the old EU. He basically runs the, the, mm-hmm. the remnants of the Empire 
all the way up to Legacy of the Force. Like he is there through like thirty five years, like after the battle of like yeah, and he is there constantly. Um, and actually ends up being a pretty good dude, which is the fascinating thing. Like he actually believes in. Uh, yeah. See if we get Grant back. Um, I lost you for a second there too. Uh oh. All right. Um, yeah, but you're back. I'm back. So, so he's a huge part of the old EU. They also have him played by Xander Berkeley, who is a character actor who's been in everything. He was in, he was in like 15 episodes of The Walking Dead. He was in the show 24. Uh, he was actually in Terminator 2, Judgment Day. So it's like a, it's a known actor who's like a pretty substantial yeah. actor to have for just a cameo. So I think this kind of suggests that he's going to be a major player in one of these series. And that's the other reason to believe that that's, you know, really, really important that he's going to be there. Yeah. yeah. So one thing I'd, I'd love for both of you guys, I have not read Heir to the Empire in 20 years. And so I've forgotten essentially all of it. Um, I am going to run it back soon. I know Grant just read it, but um, yeah, when you make these references, maybe for me and the people at home and yeah. uh, mostly me, um, I'd love to to sort of know where they are. The, the Pelion character I had completely forgotten about. Um, so yeah, so he's his right hand, which man is similar during this era. How we see him. Yeah, he's he's similar in Rebels. He does pop up in Rebels as Thrawn's yeah. right hand man. So we definitely do see him in Rebels. We see him here. And he, in Heir to the Empire, he's his right-hand man. And then he basically is the person who takes over the Empire after Thrawn's death in the end of that series. And is just part of that and, and negotiates peace with the new rebellion. Doesn't the, the and, and at some point actually negotiates becoming part of the new uh, Republic, which is fascinating. Oh, like wow. Oh, that's right. I do remember at that. Some point yeah. Become part of it. Like way, way, like 35 years after it's really, yeah it's really interesting yeah so yeah. the so this scene yeah. like just to set the table a little bit for everyone because this is an amazing scene right there's only three named characters in this secret meeting of the shadow council they're called the shadow they call themselves the shadow council which has importance in and of its own but we have moff gideon right clearly yeah. from the we call it the mandoverse but it's the the new republic era we've got um uh paleon who's from legends like he's just vectoring in out of left field from legends you know but also but from legends from this era so it's like tying in these legend stories and then you've got brendel hux yeah which is a character yeah. introduced to us in aftermath um which was the yeah. series and it's and it's bringing in the sequel trilogy um and yeah it's fascinating so in it's like so this cool. one room you just have like three different like eras and and story arcs and and universes colliding yeah um, and it's pretty cool yeah and uh brendel hux is played by i lost his name but it's 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 uh what's his name's real life brother no way yeah Domino. oh yeah. brian gleason uh, it's brian gleason brian gleason is Domino gleason's real life brother so they actually got like the, the that family so resemblance cool. that which is, is really super cool. funny yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So Brendel Hux, for people that don't know, um, he was in he, he was introduced to us in Aftermath written by uh, Chuck Wendig. And um, his character is just he's a terrible, terrible person, horrible person. He worst, uh, worst like, human yeah, being he's a ever. Sociopath yeah. um, who just. Yeah. I mean, 
he pretty much takes orphans like, and like pit fights them and then like creates a like inner circle but the only way to get in is you have to kill your like one of your like classmates but you have to do it so no one knows yeah and so that's because he like, goes to like that's because he he does his business meetings and his off sites with like acolytes yeah. <laughs> from yeah. like exegol yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Like, the, like the people he's like nudge nudge talking to at work are just like cultists right <laughs> it's like oh yeah okay all right this is not fun yeah no i mean you read that book and also is he big part of the yeah phasma he is he is the, is the, the other the, remember? the other main character yeah. of phasma yeah and you learn yeah. about him a little I mean, bit there it, but... it, when you read about him his son Actually yeah. turned out pretty okay because because of Phasma <laughs> like, said she'd protect him. Like she was like almost a maternal figure for that. Like yeah, in, I mean in a prison like, sense. Like I don't know. Like no, yeah. but it's so true. But like the Armitage Armitage Hawks Armitage Hawks is a horrible person, but like leaps and bounds yeah. better than Wait, his father. Big progress. Which is saying something. So Brendel Hawks yeah. was handpicked by the Emperor. Yeah. Um, he was tasked to actually no he his job was raising and training um new like officers and um yeah officers right. and um and 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 military but he survived he had a, a big task in operation cinder which is like the contingency plan when the emperor dies um meets you know was gallius rax was the person that was running that center oh wow yeah he was but Brendel do you Hux think like do you think that was the first sort of like uh, wounding of the of the imperial remnant basically like taking out like Gall Gallius, Gallius Rax basically died and yeah. he was like the chosen leader basically of the empire a really good question but I think like, he was always meant to die I think that was part of the plan because he went like running into true. the core his job like was essentially part, to like set the Jakku the... stuff was like yeah. he had to die yeah his okay. his job was to self-destruct right. Jakku and destroy all of the empire's fleet and all of the republic's fleet at the same time that was like his big thing move. yeah um, but Brendel Hux survived. He was he was saved by Ray Sloan. Um, so Ray Sloan is another Who we don't see who's absent from this meeting. Yes, weirdly. because yeah. Ray Sloan saved his life, and she actually she might have. Yeah, and she she brought Brendel Hux to heal, um, and was like, "You're going to work for me." But right. Ray, Ray Sloan's yeah. doesn't was sent off with the special plans to go to the unknown regions, which I I assume is Exegol. Um, yeah, building up building the final up the order fleet, fleet and I, yeah. I mean maybe something to do with uh with the cloning project obviously to bring back the emperor. Is Exegol like the Cayman uh, Islands of Yeah, you mean you mean Project Necromancer? Mean <laughs> yeah, I do mean Project yeah. Necromancer which is a little on the nose, don't you think? But Yeah, a little on the nose. Little bit, is this the first bit. time we're hearing about this? Like <laughs> Yes. Labeled the, uh, yes, the sort I just of checked black it. Ops project. Like, yeah. The Necromancer is Mandalorian chapter 23. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. That's new yeah. canon. Yeah. And I have to imagine that is uh, dealing with the resurrection of the Emperor. I would assume. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. I would assume. Yeah. So when, when Moff Gideon is asking um, Hux and Paleon, you know, for supplies because they're the most well supplied, you've got, um, you've got Paleon with Thrawn's whole fleet. And then you've got Hux, who represents the final order. Yeah. Essentially, you yeah. know, in, in the unknown yeah. regions. So, and, and all of that fleet massing around Exegol. That's my theory. And I think, I think Hux 
reports to Sloan and then, you know, and obviously and and that cloning project, if Hux is involved in cloning, it's Project Nexo, Necromancer. Yeah, it's exactly. it's bringing the bringing the emperor back. Yeah. Or I don't know, making snow. That's why I say he, he's probably a near exile like him specifically. I think other people are stationed. Yeah, he might be out there. Yeah. I, he's that's a necromancer sounds like it's happening in one place only. Right. I right, mean based right. on what we saw in episode nine, yeah. they, that's where they were I think they so. were doing the experiments. Yeah. I what's fascinating about this, just a quick step back, is that way back when the Mandalorian was starting, Favreau said this story will talk about the the beginning of the first order. Remember he yeah. mentioned that way back when, and we were like for through most of episode season one, we we're like, uh, really? In episode two, they mentioned like a little bit. We're like, huh? Yeah. And boy, it seemed a long by, way off. By season three, do you think he had beat sheets all the way to season four? Like, yeah. just making season one. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, in canonically, we're still like eighteen years away from, uh, um, the Force Awakens. So. We got a minute to go. This yeah. is now like story by committee, though, because the the entrance of Thrawn and like how he's going to operate. I imagine that's like that's that there's got to be a lot of sort of creative control over what happens there. You know what I mean? An oversight. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's Thrawn. Like, yeah, it's and, and they, they built back in the books in such a brilliant way where he's like this ultimate tactician and right. you have sympathy for him in the books. You have like a lot of sympathy for him in the books. And yeah, I'm like, he's the main character. You're, you're rooting he's the for the main him. character. He's the protagonist. In all novels. Yeah. Anakin gets in, like, in nine novels, right? Like he, Anakin splits a novel with him, but, um, right. Yeah. It's, but you're still rooting for so Thrawn more than Anakin. <laughs> you know, Anakin survives. Yeah, I know what what I love about that novel is like I almost think Thrawn could take Anakin. Yeah, <laughs> like most of the time I'm like Thrawn with his like little pistols on like his little blasters. Yeah, like, he, he, well, he's also he just could just dive and start firing. Master strategist, right? Because uh, you yeah. look through Thrawn's eyes, Anakin is nothing but a tool. He's just like, yeah. oh, you're you're a really handy tool to have around that I can I manipulate know, yeah. so easily. Oh yeah, you're so yes. emotional. Let me see how like this could drive your but yeah, right, yeah, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely loving all of those um all those books from Timothy Zahn um that are canon and then yeah, I'm I'm going back. I'm gonna go back. Like it makes me want to go reread those Thrawn books, honestly. Yeah. But they're like I know what happens. Like it's a lot of military maneuvering and sort of uh, space battles and yeah. Detective work. And I'm just like but I just want it all over again. Well, I just, yeah, I it's know. fun. I his, his, that that thought. thought it, it's a very unique uh, flavor yeah. of Star Wars. You only get it, it there. Yeah, it's like it's it's the the Zon novels and the X Wing novels are the ones I think do the best of of explaining space battles in a way that I can clearly understand and visualize what's going on, and that's why I I love those. Yeah, yeah. Alphabet Squadron's the highlight for me for space battles. Alphabet Squadron is really. I mean, it's it's the, the spiritual. Space. It's the spiritual successor <laughs> yeah, yeah. to right. It is the, a the X Wing series exactly. and like Stackpole yes. and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Really good point, guys. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So uh, the the other thing, the council. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're yeah. we're three minutes into the episode. I know, I know, but like the council is like ninety percent yeah. of the episode for me, oh, and and, and I have one more big question for you all, and I don't have an answer for this or an opinion. Um, so we know that Brendel Hux is, you know, in this thing. Gideon accuses Hux of being. He's like, no, 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 cloning is your thing, bro. I'm just a spy master. But we know that actually, and, and Hux accuses him of it. He's like, have you been using Pershing for your own projects? Right. And we know he has. So yeah. what the heck 
is is Gideon working on in class? I mean, that's the question that we get kind of towards the end is that we know, like, I maybe we'll just jump to the end for a second where I talked a bit off air of like, so he, and he name checks it later in the episode. He says by combining, was it Sith, oh, Mandalorian right. and cloning. So the true, I, I have a feeling the troopers in those, in the armor are clones of some kind. I don't know who they're clones of. Yeah. I mean, they all look or the what they're clones of. Maybe they're all Boba Fett clones again. Like, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe. Din Djarin. Yeah, Lobot, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, right? I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder. He does walk by clones on the way into that meeting. Like, he walks by vats of, like... Yes. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, still cloning facilities on at He's, this location, too. Even on Mandalore, there's a clone. Yeah, it could be, like, again, Tarvisla. There was talk of him and, like... That would be interesting if he makes like a sort of oh, no. winter soldier that's like oh, that's a good call. Warrior. Yeah, well, that's, such a, that's such a good call. We are so not done with Tarvisla. Oh, you think? <laughs> oh, I yeah, we're gonna get a dark trip because then it's has or a death trip version, basically. Yeah, yeah, post viz. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could be. I just had an idea. I mean, obviously, we, we were not even close to it, but obviously, uh, Dinjarin gets captured. Is he captured because they want to clone him? Yeah, maybe. Right, though I, I don't know why, but yeah, maybe. I mean, because like, who's the best man? Like, you know, Paz Vizsla is big, and he carries a big gun, and that's great. Yeah. But like, the guy who was at the vanguard of all the Mandalorians was Dinjarin. Yes, and, Dinjarin. Yeah. And yeah. the guy that defeated Moff yeah. Gideon was Dinjarin, and like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, good point. Defeated yeah, yeah. two of his like, um, what are those? A good way to get troopers. the angel eyes for. <laughs> You know, Dinjarin's Blondie, you know, like that's a, yeah, it's a good way to do that. But that's a really, you raise a really good question there, Ben, because I just, you know, you're just so watch, you're so used to watching TV and tropes happen, right? And and sometimes when a trope happens, you don't question why it's happening, which is like, why is he alive? Why is Dinjarin alive? <laughs> yeah, why is he right? even like, alive? It, it, are we talking, are, 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 hopefully we're not dealing with some like James Bond level of like, I just want to get the hero to monologue at him. But you're right. He's, <laughs> but it's Moth Gideon who, has to have a plan, right? So you're right. Like he's alive for a reason. And that's really interesting. The idea of like wanting to clone him. Yeah. I can't think of any other reason why he's alive, honestly. Or yeah. unless actually that's not true. I can think of a th- like 10 reasons. I mean, well, he's bait, well how does he right? treat? Yeah. You know, he really wants, uh, maybe he still wants oh, maybe Grogu. He's, yeah. He's Grogu bait. He's, he's still Grogu focused bait. on Grogu. Right? Yeah. He's like, you don't understand how, how important Grogu is. Well, know? is that the, Oh, is that the Jedi part of it? Because I don't, yeah. because when he's listing the things, right, we don't know what he's taking from Jedi, but he's, is, is that, is that cloning Jedi? Right. Is that where that's coming from? Right. It's a combination of yeah, cloning Jedi and putting them in Beskar armor. Right. Maybe he's got Mace Windu semi alive in a vat somewhere or something. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe they're all Mace Windu clones. Windu yeah. clones. Um yeah. Well what's going on with Wayland and Mount Tantis in currently in Mandoverse, you know? Yeah, maybe just thrawn there right now. Is like, Tantis yeah, still it's... live? Are we gonna see the end of Tantis in Bad Batch Three? I kind of feel no, like they're I think gonna... it has to go on. I think Tantus has to go. I don't think Tantus can be destroyed a bad batch. Not, yeah. not in a world where Thrawn's walking around, right? Yeah. yeah. It has to be there almost. All right. Um, yeah, I'm sure they'll figure out a way to keep it keep it active. 
And then that's where the Emperor had been doing cloning projects. So there's probably cloned Jedi there or something. Right. And Tantus is an, an EU property as well, right? I know you guys have told me already. Yes. But yeah. yeah. All part of Air the Empire. And Wayland's or, EU, yeah. which I, I was dunking on that name, but I was like, oh, me it's, too. Yeah. it's like old EU. Okay. All right. Which yeah. one's Wayland? Because I know Hemlock well, is the, is the, the gut. Planet. Well, oh, Wayland's the, the planet, planet that okay. Mount Tantus is on. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, cool. Ready to hope. Yeah. Uh, IG12, anyone? I know. Can we get to uh, IG12? I heard. Let's go. I was in the other room when my wife watched the scene with like the fruit. And I just, I've never heard her belly laugh at a, like, at a Star Wars (laughs) scene in my whole life. Like, she, that, that got her. That got her good. And uh, yeah, it was, that was pretty funny. And you two guys are both fathers. Is this your largest nightmare ever? Is that your biggest fear? Is that your infant has a mecha suit? That's kind of a reality. A three-year-old has a mecha suit because they have the strength (laughs) they don't realize they have. And then you can't rip things out of their hands. I, I decided today that I was going to take the, the, uh, (laughs) the sunscreen away from my daughter. Yeah. Who is wanting to spread it on herself. Which then led to a 15-minute car ride home of her screaming oh, good at, times. at me. It was fun. But my point is, is I have my wife and I were watching this episode, and I never have I watched an episode of Star Wars and said, I feel seen. Which is, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But I was watching the episode, and I'm like, I feel seen. Like clearly whoever wrote this thing has a toddler because like it is, it is like it feels like your toddler's in a mech suit. <laughs> like yeah. it's just amazing. Just the no button, smashing the no button. Oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> I know. And I love just Ian like. Zellin. Ian Zellin oh. just piloting it in. Oh. Yeah. And being like, no, bad baby. No, no squeeze. No squeezy. No squeezy. No squeezy. No shirts. Shirts. That's going on. Oh, shirt. my God. Those, yeah, the Ian Zellins are so money. I'm mean, like, that's the kind so of detail funny. that makes a Star Wars, you know. Yeah. But um, just like on my second watch through, I did like watching the Anzellan climb out of the mech suit. Like they took the time to shoot that and like him like get on the table. I don't know. It was that that made it for me. And also it was kind of funny because Grogu loves the candy dish on Grief Karga's desk. And he just like raids the candy dish when he gets to the office. Talk about how like That's Grief hilarious. is Grogu's true father. <laughs> yeah. Grief looks out for Grogu. Yeah. Every, yeah, so, grief, grief's like an uncle, yeah. right? Like just grief yeah, it's like the best possible father figure. He's like yeah. oh, a little walk around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but so like it, it's funny that the Anzellan and Grogu swap places. Like Grogu's like eating candy, and then like the Anzellan climbs out. He and Grogu gets in the suit, and the Anzellan starts like noshing candy. I don't know if you got that. He just yeah. starts like, smashing <laughs> yeah. candy on the desk. I totally missed that. I got to rewatch. I will say this was. Like I remember watching, I and Carly, my wife was ahead of me, where the Anzellan was piloting it, and I was just like, "Oh, so we're gonna have an Anzellan piloting it?" Like it never occurred to me, yeah, yeah. that it was gonna be a yeah. Grogu mech suit until it started happening, yeah. and I'm like, "No, yeah. what is going on?" And Carly's like, "Yeah," like Carly, her brain was immediate, like, "Oh, that's that Grogu's gonna ride in that thing," but I just, I, like. If you had at the beginning of the season when we talked about IG-11 making a return and then they kind of scrapped that, which was kind of loved that idea. It's like, no, we're not going in that direction. But you said, by the way, this ends with Grogu riding inside IG-11. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I know yeah. that's, that's it's ridiculous. It's such a good story idea that it's like you could not. No, miss. never would have gotten there oh my in a million years. This was blown yeah. for me by a coworker that's not named Grant. Uh, his his oh. name rhymes with Smryan. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, there's no way they're doing that. 
there's no way they're doing that and then i was like and then i saw it and i was like oh no (laughs) Uh, i love it i love it it. i think it's amazing i want the black series figure (laughs) you do i'm obsessed like i need everything about this i need what's the end game with this suit the yes and no button just two buttons yeah yeah, just two buttons yes and no that's two buttons that's iconic. I think I think two things. One, I think that's important because it now actually gives Grogu a voice without having to make him speak. Yeah. Yep. Right. He can say yes or no. I I don't think there's necessarily an end game other than it just changes it, right? Of him just being in this pram that that scoots along. Yeah. It gives him a little more agency. I had a journey with this. When I first saw it, I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> I, I really hate this. And, and then he like, did, like and, stroke Mando's helmet though. Like, yeah. And then like <laughs> five minutes later. Slow and awkward. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then five minutes later, I'm like, nope, I, I love this. I'm on board. <laughs> but the scene, the scene, the scene where the where the Mandalorians fly him. Did you catch that where they grab yeah, him and they and fly, fly away. him away? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, and it was like so what is happening? They like grab him. He's t- he just t poses and they just yeah. <laughs> he's just like he's like Burr. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was so I'm a little surprised about that as well. Just like the little like claws, the little like droid claws. Like no, I was just like no. I was like oh my god, but a weep. But there's I'm a part of me right. like just watching him squeeze that fruit is like oh is that like a is that foreshadowing when he when like he grabs Moff Gideon's like head? Neck. <laughs> I was wow. Whenever Adam says one of these like off kilter sort of like you know over the top things, just out, <laughs> I'm like now they need to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, now that needs to happen. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. it would be pretty fun. I mean, Grogu punching Grogu like going fisticuffs with. Gideon yeah. on like some skywalk. Well, that's a thing, but he can also like use the force <laughs> out of that position too. Yeah, I know. Like he's pretty OP. If he was a Terrace character, oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that'd be it. Be OP. Yeah, it'd be way unbalanced. Like, what <laughs> yeah, are you gonna do with that? Yeah. So <laughs> I was hoping you know, for him to do some heroics at the end of this episode to help save yeah um, Mando, and I was like, well, just I'm like, I thought we were gonna get a force choke. Like I thought he was just gonna like choke out Gideon from like. Behind the How about glass. Mando turning around and being like, "You okay?" As they're like running through like the yeah. the, the, the the maze, the elaborate cave system. I was like, "Wow!" He's like, "Look!" He like turns around, just stays looking eye line, and is like, "You okay? Like, cool. Yeah. Let's keep going." I've never never <laughs> seen you this tall before. This yeah, is weird. <laughs> this is super weird. I'm gonna keep running. Bye. Bye. Right? Yeah. It's and so... he's like, ring, 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 ring. <laughs> I know. I can only look at you so long before my brain is blown. So I'm gonna turn around now. So I I have a question actually kind of reminds me that is this the longest we've gone in a season? When did when did um when did the Mandalorian take his helmet off in season one? Was it the last episode? Was it episode ten? Because he gets injured right at the very end of episode nine, and then he takes his helmet off, and Grogu heals him, it or yeah, doesn't heal him right because that he no, gets, you just, yeah, no, in episode eight he takes his helmet off to say goodbye. Oh, okay, um, that's the last time he takes his helmet off, and he takes his helmet off before then, obviously, to do the eye thing and in, in, in this. Season. Yeah, but I just mean so I'm trying to think is like this is is this the longest we've gone in a season of the Mandalorian without the Mandalorian taking his home like showing his yeah, face? I think so. Yeah. Like are we yes. gonna get through a full season where possibly um Pedro Pascal was never actually on set? <laughs> no, but I think what's enticing Could what be. you're what you're alluding to is something very yeah. interesting for me, which is like 
as an actor, you want to work with other brilliant actors. Yeah. Yeah. Giancarlo Esposito is a brilliant actor. Yeah. It's an honor to to work with him and do scene work with him. And I feel like I would want to come in and take the helmet off and do yeah. some stuff yeah. with Giancarlo Esposito. You, I think that would be fun. You guys just gave me an idea, actually. So locked yeah. in foils into attack position. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love it. that. So it's like he takes his helmet off. It's like procedural. Right. And then in the next episode and blah, 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 you know, I think it, you know, whatever the scene is. And then, um, Dinjarin escapes, but he has to, um, he has to tone again because he took his helmet off and he feels like he needs to take another dip in the waters. And when he does mythosaur and that, yeah. that's how we, oh, that's how we get well, back to the mythosaur under there. I wait, did you guys think the mythosaur was the creature? I uh, get yes, it for a yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought for sure it was going to be. And then I'm like, oh, I guess it wasn't. It was just some other giant beast. No. <laughs> okay. I guess it's just another, it's bigger yeah. than the mythosaur. Yeah. Like, Whoa. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's massive. And I, I feel like at this point, Filoni and Favreau, and I and I guess we got to lump um, Famuyiwa in there too, are just trolling oh. us with putting a giant monster in every episode because there has every been episode, one in right? every episode. Yeah, yeah. If there wasn't creatures in the Famuyiwa episode. That'd be a little upset though, because <laughs> again, not to get like I might get emotional. Just to, I, I booted up Mando the other night and just like watched episode two of season one. Yeah, it's so good. Still, my favorite episode. Yeah, and it's so good and just the creature work is so good and just the uh the the job really all that stuff is so good and just i just i just kind of love that little encapsulated story of just grogu and din like very small scale like i, I that's what i think he he did so brilliantly in that episode and so i just love i i think he, having a creature now is like a beautiful homage to that episode because he did the mud horn so well and like that that stuff is so well done and so interesting yeah it's so good yeah I sort of remember seeing that. I remember watching those two episodes because they came out like within a couple days of each other. Do you remember that they dropped like midweek? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah because Mando was was the premiere of Disney Plus, right? Disney Plus went live and Mando episode one was live. And I remember downloading that because I was on the airplane, watching that on the airplane like five times in a row because I had nothing else. Yeah. And then I remember being in the hotel room like two days later when that second episode dropped and I'm like, I can't believe this is even better. And then sat in my bed and watched it three times in a row. The beginning is like dances with wolves too. It's like Quill <laughs> yeah. is like, just, just like hang tight. The Jawas just want like some food, like trade food with them. That might work. You know, yeah. like it's just like, yeah. listen to them. I was like, it's, it was, it was so interesting. It was about just listening. And it was so cool. I just thought the messages were great. And I love that sort of pared down the story. It's wild going from that, like to think that we went from there to here, yeah, <laughs> right? Uniting like, like, the Mandalorian factions. Yeah. I feel like that didn't hit as hard as I almost thought it would. You know what I mean? Like, I almost think rallying speech. I almost like rousing moment. All the Mandalorians just like war, war crying to like doing some large war cry or chant of some kind. I don't, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, everyone's do, like, don't uh, you think there, okay, that should be a cool. bigger moment? Almost. It's just yes. yeah. I, I think we're I think part of what we're seeing is um the issue of eight episode seasons, right? Of just which is there's good and bad to that. And also I will say it again, I think a lot of what's happening this season was supposed to be happening in another show. So I think we're getting a little less time with the Mandalorian plot that we would have gotten if uh Range of the of the New Republic happened. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe because it's moving fast. You're right. Like I could have taken a, I yeah. could use the whole episode of the two factions coming together and hashing out their differences, yep. you know, yep. like, 
and like understanding like you know talking about the fact that they're not taking their helmets off and like and like having some dissension at first and then like sort of like talking about the way and like you know not settling it but like them being like okay now at least we understand what the way is and like right that was one of my favorite that was religious commentary in that moment too where pause is like hide the children yeah don't let them see this yeah it's <laughs> like don't let them see Mando on Mando like destruction. <laughs> yeah, or don't let them see that they can actually take their helmets off oh, and it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very interesting. And that's another reason why I wonder if you're right, if like if if Dinjarin ends up taking his helmet off in the next episode, will he still feel that same yeah. pull yeah. to put it back on after now that he's sworn allegiance? With the this, you know, this villain who's taking it over yeah i think and, he'll be like no i am this is faded i'm gonna take you down and i'm gonna redeem mandalore itself the entire planet yeah and i don't and think, think about gonna... no think about a speech to bo-katan right saying it's not about this is all i know but you are a mandalorian it's about honor right like he, he you could see him in his own speech to bo-katan right reassessing what it means to be a mandalorian all right at True. the end of all of this point. bo-katan and din does one live and one die I, there's really just a part of me wondering. wondering. Just wondering. I, I I don't know, but there's a part of me. Is there a tragedy here? I'm just wondering. Yeah. Do you do something really gutsy or ballsy, like season one of a uh, of Game of Thrones or book one of Game of Thrones, and yeah, like man. does 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 Din Djarin not make it out of this? Right. I, like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, don't know. I doubt it, but you could do that, it. Man. That shadow I, is in my head, but I really hope they don't do it. Like those two have to make it because you just um, you love them as the audience, yeah. and it's yeah. like. But as a storyteller, do you want to craft a tr- a tragedy or an opera of, of some grandiose scale? Like, do you want to have one of them go? But it's like this big moment, and for a major reason. If if he is now, if the role he is serving is now the mentor and teacher of Grogu. Mentors and teachers do not fare well in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really valid point. I'm trying to look at it, think of every example of it. And yep, all of them. They all yeah, die. Yeah. Obi-Wan, Yoda. <laughs> yeah, Luke. Luke. Luke uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. Even Han, if you think about it, from like episode seven. Yeah. Like, that, yeah, that didn't Oh, wait. Leia. Uh, uh, like, Leia. Uh, Tobias Beckett. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. One, yeah. Name one that lives. Yeah. Oh. Oh my Sorry, gosh. Uh, wait. No. We can do more. Um. Uh. From Rogue One, Cassian Andor. Yeah, Cassian. I mean, everyone. But yeah. Saw Guerrera. Yeah, Saw Guerrera's gone. Yeah. Uh. Oh wait. Uh. Caleb Doom, aka Kanan Jarrus. No, right. Good call. He's gone. Luthen's still in there, though, guys. Uh, Luthen Rail's still alive. I mean, for now, so far, but we're 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 two seasons. But he's he's not making. He spent his last monologue telling everyone how he's about to die. Like, oh yeah, that's right. right. His life's miserable. That's right. Yeah, he's already dead. Essentially, he communes with ghosts. Yeah, he shares his dreams. Anakin. Yeah, Anakin dies, right? If they get from him yeah. as Ahsoka's oh, teacher. Leia Skywalker. I mean, everyone dies eventually. Like, we're talking about entire lifetimes here, but yeah. Yeah, but it always seems connected to when they become a mentor. Yeah. Not that protocol droid on Navarro. He's safe. Or she's safe. Yeah. Yeah. The protocol droid on Navarro? 
Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the the one that's always telling um, Grief Karga, Grief Karga, the obvious thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, isn't there a teacher one though too? That's oh, like, the teacher droid. Oh, the teacher one. I don't right, know. Right, they right, might have right, gotten wiped out by the pirates. Yeah, they might have gotten taken. That's out. true. Oh gosh, wow, this really took a dark turn. Sorry, sorry, guys. No, I I, I just all right. So I'm gonna bring it back around. That was amazing. Uh, but uh, I think dollars and cents. You, you don't kill Din Djarin. Yeah, I think that. I think yeah, I think you you thought. lose viewers if you kill Din Djarin. Din I, and Grogu, wandering yeah. warriors forever, forever, yeah, forever. That would yeah. be great. That would be the ideal ending for me as a yeah. fan. But I entirely agree with that, and I also want Din Djarin to be the Mandalorian. You know what? I don't even <laughs> mind if Din goes back to that planet that's in the first Bryce Dallas Howard episode. The was it? Oh yeah. Yeah, I forget what it was oh, called. Oh, okay. On that planet and settles yeah. down. Like, yeah. Like, that's almost like the ending. That would be the perfect ending for me. It'd be like, perfect. They're safe. Right. They're, seven, same <laughs> they're safe. Planet. They're happy. Yeah. They're hanging out. Yeah. Um, Do we know who's directing next episode? I th- Isn't it Rick Famuyiwa doing yeah, both? Yeah, I think he's I think doing so, both. right? Yeah, he, he yeah. like, did the first oh, two boy. and the last two, I think. Yeah. Um, or the first one and the last and, two. And it is in good hands. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a monster episode. episode. Yeah, if he and and I, who better to do the Thrawn reveal? I'm, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Who <laughs> yeah, better? agree. Who better? Um, who better? Yeah. Oh. I think Filoni's gonna do the Thrawn reveal in Ahsoka. I mean, I, you gotta but, set but up like, the you next teasing. You yeah, you gotta set up it. the next thing, and the next thing is Ahsoka. And you guys are talking. You guys are thinking like Marvel comic books fans right now. Like, I just, I, I think like it's a it's, a, it's a trope that exists a again. Has been set. Yeah, let's talk by about other media last... that's not mythological. Let's talk about the last two seasons of the Mandoverse. <laughs> two decades. Of so season two of the Mando ends with an after credit crawl setting up Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett takes an entire episode and a half in the middle of the season to set up <laughs> set up season three of the Mandalorian. Right. How is this not going to set up the next thing in the Mandoverse? But which like is the Boba Fett was also like a big part of that of second season. You know, like he wasn't he wasn't just hinted at there and also and so was ahsoka like they were rolled out they were they wasn't like little tiny like marvel cameos it was like bang they're they're a part of the series and i mean grant you could say well they've mentioned thrawn enough at this point but i mean they, they said really thrawn haven't. a lot in this episode but this is the first one there's like this is the first one of the season they're talking about thrawn yeah and boy did they try to make up for not saying it all season long thrawn 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 i'm saying now i'm thrawn, now thrawn, i'm thrawn. more convinced about that <laughs> know, i'm yeah, less convinced great. about the armor not being a spy uh <laughs> but i'm more convinced about uh thrawn Man, not showing up next week's next gonna week. be real rough for you when she turns out to be evil and they reveal thrawn <laughs> you're gonna be so oh, wrong shots fired <laughs> adam is throwing down i'm i'm a little hesitant to be now i want to make it interesting adam i don't know if i, I am too certain. but i just like i'm just having fun now all right. just being okay, real yeah. <laughs> I love this. all right loser Dominus has to go to treehouse right. and bring back a, a two four packs of julius from uh, all right there <sighs> dude yeah it just makes me think like i gotta throw out something random like you're gonna see leia in this next episode or something but, uh, <laughs> right. it's gonna be a like i don't it's know gonna it's gonna be a mystery huge yeah. 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 It'll be massive. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, I, so, you know, uh, cultural appropriation is a thing that I never really understood how scarring it is until I saw, which is sad and pathetic, I know. But uh, until I saw this cultural appropriation, he's essentially like Gideon's like, oh, yeah, all that stuff. Remember when I like committed genocide against your people? I like your armor. 
I'm gonna put that on. <laughs> yeah, right. so it's like about your. I'm gonna cultures. I'm gonna it's defeat real. you and wear your skin. Yeah, it's real. It's real rough. Just thinking about that, how horrible that must be for the Mandalorians to see that. Yeah. Just be like, oh yeah, what a violation. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Um, and yeah, and yeah, I mean, do we want to talk about Moff Gideon's armor more? I mean, clearly he had I mean, a crown on top of his head, guys, and not <laughs> ma- why it doesn't make any sense why he would have mall spikes, like, you know. It doesn't. That doesn't I mean, make any if sense. it was not There's a guy who got not, the dark saber and was like, "I gotta fulfill the brand requirements here." It's like I need all. I need all the things. <laughs> a black crown. Have, I need and like, the dark saber. Haven't you ever ordered something specially made and like <laughs> whoever made it for you did their own little touch to it, and you're just like, "Okay, I get what you do. I get it. It's not really what I asked for, but it's fine. It still fits." The armor looks cheap. I, I'm, I'm going to say that to you, like on the other people, like they don't really have shoulder pauldrons. They just have these little tiny. Like yeah. shoulder pads on there. Talking about jet troopers now. Yeah, the I ge- won't take that slander. The jet troopers, like their whole oh. upper forearm, is like bare. You know. See, I think it's leaning towards the sort of apple, yes, sort of sleek, curved edges design of the sequel trilogy with those jet yeah, troopers. First order, but I actually like it. I don't really like the the stormtrooper of the sequel trilogy, or like the you know the Sith trooper of the sequel but trilogy. You like I kind of like. And I like the, I do like the jet troopers of the sequel trilogy. I think those look quite they, that armor looks quite good. But I liked these. I think it was because it's trying to mimic the culture. And I think if we're going to introduce Thrawn and talk about you know all these different cultures of the different you know species around the galaxy, I think yeah. Gideon should have like uh, Gideon should tease us in the direction of a sort of like sleuth mastermind like Thrawn. But like he's just he's kind of like the light. He's light. He's light Thrawn, right? Yeah, like, he's pretty. He's pretty Thrawn. good tactician, though. I mean, if he was the one he that is, coordinated but... that attack on Bo-Katan uh, in her castle, also, how did he know Bo-Katan was in that castle? Like, who orchestrated that bombing mm. of her place? Or did, was... wait, they just got chased out of Mandalore, though, right? So maybe they just saw a ship over Mandalore and started chasing it. The tide um, interceptors. Yeah, yeah. What if huh. Thrawn destroyed Bo's castle to sort of trigger this response? Well, that was my first thought. And have them go seek out Mandalore. That was my first thought. That this was that was them being pushed out into to start this like series of events. Because Gideon feels like he's being informed about them for the first time in a while. Yeah. In this episode. Yeah. I don't right. know. That was just my sense. Yeah. That would yeah. be. Awesome. I mean, I love the idea of Thrawn sort of moving, making moves without Gideon's yeah, knowledge to manipulate yeah. Gideon. And like Gideon finds out, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm a pawn of this guy's game that I don't even know. Right. I, he hasn't even seen him, right? Exactly. And he's he's yeah. like, yes, it's all going exactly according to my plan. Which is how you get Gideon to kneel down yeah. to Thrawn, right? To just be so impressed by the maneuver. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think the TIE Advance was like another architect's design that Thrawn liked or something like that and wanted to promote. If Gideon's trying to create these Beskar Dark Troopers, maybe Thrawn's like, hey, I'll take those and yeah. get you yeah. and like take the technology away. Like basically, yeah. I'm going to take the, the cutting edge technology and then I'm going to leave. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's I'm Thrawn's wondering if that's the Thrawn reveal. Is Thrawn's reveal is actually his destruction or killing of Moff Gideon, Gideon. to be like, 
yeah, of just being to consolidate power. Basically, you are you're not doing what needs to be done or according to my plans. You're just too much of a nuisance at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised the first time we see Thrawn is like a ship just crashes into nothingness in space and it's like a cloaking device or something like I wouldn't be surprised if he's like here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Were you guys expecting when the armor was flying back up to just watch all of the all the Mandalorian ships to get blown out of space? Like I was just waiting for that to happen. Yeah. Wait, what? They got the same exact, exact same vibe all, all of us yeah exact yeah, yeah. Same because vibe. they they were beats and was like oh they're get, like why did they even show it if like if she they right. wasn't gonna get attacked but you, the camera even hangs on the armor in that moment yeah like going back to the fleet and i was like oh like she's gonna get blown out of the some sky larger orchestrated plan like there like to me it would be so interesting if there's something else going on in this season which is like I feel like we're really going after character motivations and a lot of zigs and zags in the storytelling, but I'm like, maybe there's something else on the exterior of this story that's going to be explained later. That's going to be, Oh, okay. That's why, that's why the, you know, all these larger story beats actually may actually make sense now. It's like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Someone was pushing them off Kavalah to go explore Mandalore and push them towards taking down Gideon. So, you know, so Thrawn could be like, oh, I have like this, you know, I have the, the Mandalorians who are going to, there's going to be, they'll, they'll fight back against Gideon and then I'll just add my, add my forces into the mix after they've wounded him or injured him or decimated his forces. And that's total Thrawn strategy yeah. at that point. That's yeah, yeah, that really is. And yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And it has to be that level of just like, oh my, like Gideon absolutely thinking he's totally in control the whole time. And then it's just like yeah. pwned. You just got to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can't wait. I think that's that's where the storytelling really has to, yeah. I think, connect. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see what I hope. it. I hope it's like you're just grinning because you're loving the sort of like masterful sort of the tactician that that's happening. The tactics work that's happening. Like, I hope I hope you'll really yeah. be like astonished by what Thrawn's able to accomplish. I, You're like, wow, yeah. he was able to like talk to these people, talk to these, talk to all these different parties yeah. and basically have them agree on certain things. And all those things kind of, all those moving pieces come together. Yeah. And that's kind of what Thrawn is in a lot of ways. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just pieces on a that's board hard. for him. It's re- only Zon, I've only seen Zahn do it. Like it's hard to do. Yeah. It would be an accomplishment if Filoni and Favre were able to pull it off but this you know this one quote that i pulled from them about them consulting was on was very coy it was just like yeah we consulted with him but it wasn't like oh he's part of our team and he's working on every step of the thing you know which is what i expected to him be in the room like be a producer like executive producer essentially for some of these or a co-writing credit or something because you you, like only one guy can do it like timothy's on read like thousands of pages of like naval textbooks to get Thrawn's characters right like that's yeah. not that's not hyperbole that's like real talk yeah. and uh and I mean and no one you know Filoni's not doing that Favreau's not doing that no like you need to bring in the guy to, to tell I, Thrawn. It, it almost beckons like a if not executive producer credit like almost like a special thanks like a big, I was gonna like say special so, thanks to Timothy Zahn for yeah, like and, this entire mythos thing yeah I, the other thing I want to see is because it, it, this is this is a, a big pet peeve of mine a lot of people read comics is that when you see characters in movies that were created they've gotten a lot better at this but like for how long it took them yeah. to start crediting Bob Kane and Bill Finger mm-hmm. for Batman is shameful. Yeah, and so it's yeah. it, it, to the point where it got to the reason they do is because of lawsuits. But I really, really hope that they just say Thrawn 
you know, based on characters created by Tim, like Thrawn That'd created by Timothy Zahn. Or, like, just give him the creation yeah. by, like, well, they credit George at the very least. Created by Timothy Zahn. Yeah. Like, yeah. at some point in the credits, you're like, whoa, cool. That's great. You know, they could, I mean, they could, they credit George Lucas with every show, every episode, yeah. they say, based yeah. on, you know, story created by George Lucas. And Timothy Zahn. Yeah, that's what I mean. Bang. And Timothy Zahn. Bang. Right there. Yeah. That page. Um, put put their names together because they deserve it. Yep. Yeah. That'd be great. It puts them in the same tier of just excellence. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. <sighs> or or maybe the next page, whatever. Um where are we now in the story? Are we at I think are we are we finished? I think we've kind yeah. of done it, man. I mean, there's there's other yeah, things if you want to get into yeah, I mean, Dr. Pershing, they they left the door open for him to come back. Right. So sure. Yeah, yeah. like just yeah. like you guys did call about that, you're like, oh, I'm not done with Pershing. And I, I did think he was kind of done, but I they think left it's the a door mad open. scientist. It's kind of a trope. I think it might yeah. be a trope. Yeah. Like, think about the trope of what he represents in the story, and I'm almost certain he's going to fulfill that. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be real damaged and still working. He's going to be like, be... this crazy clone is cool, right? And they're like, I don't know, sick it on the Mandalorians. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't no, know. You know what but I, mean? I like, think that's why. I think that's the beauty of it is the reason why we get Snoke is because they fried his brain, right? Like he would have been yeah. able to make a perfect uh, clone of Palpatine if they didn't, you know, fry, his brain. fry him. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like we get the Grogu DNA into something, but it's gonna it's gonna be ravaged. Like it's gonna look yeah, it's good. It's that's not gonna be a, malformed. Yeah, that's a thing though. Like we did yeah, I guess so that's it. I guess he did announce it. He's like, that's his he's gonna make Sith troopers, but it's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe who knows? Oh, maybe those are the boy. people in they, Exegol that are like wearing the cloaks yeah. or whatever, because they're all ravaged and look terrible. Yeah. So Alien Four is a very bad movie. Um but there's <laughs> a scene. Right. <laughs> they bring, but, but spoiler alert, they bring Ripley back through cloning. And there's an amazing scene where she goes in sure. like and sees just all of the previous clone versions of herself. And it's really upsetting. It's a really <laughs> upsetting scene, you know, greatly like a wonderfully done upsetting scene. And just to watch like Grogu walk through like or then walk through like just seeing deformed Grogu clones would just be I, they would never do it. But it'd just be like, oh, boy. Oh, oof. Oof. Yeah, that would be rugged. That'd be pretty rugged. Yes. I said it. Please don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. it back. Take it all back. Um, oh, my God. He's gr- I, all right. I do think Earth, Grogu Earth might be in danger, though. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I it's definitely like, think. I, I am worried be, about this. Yeah. I, I think there's. I'm worried about. All the, the battlefronts. And I'm just like, can we just. Why are you bringing the baby? Him a brief? Yeah. He seems yeah. to be happy with the Anzellans. Like. I don't get I, it's just his obsession about him being a Mandalorian, right? Yeah. This is what you do with Mandalorian kids. He's a foundling. Like... You're in. We're counting you <laughs> in. Yeah, kid. it's I know. I just part of me wonders if that's not how the season, the cliffhanger like of the a, season ends. Like, yeah, is the pro it, I, I don't want to label it a problem, but is there like almost like a tonal dissonance within it's just like we're going all these crazy sort of, you know, uh, adventures, but you're a baby. Yeah, I, yeah, like, but I think almost this trying. moment, just like he turns and talks to him, and you're like, Grogu is like very fragile. I feel like if something happens, like he might just he, he gets swallowed immediately by any kind of creature. Yep. I know. so two things happen this season. I think is interesting, which are completely kind of disconnected. But I, I think one of the things they're doing is they're upping his uh, force abilities to kind of maybe feel you make you feel more comfortable that his has control over the force can protect himself. Then in this episode, they double down on him being a toddler with the yes, no thing. Yeah. And like grabbing fruit and stuff where I'm like, Oh no, he literally is just a two year old. And yeah. now you just have a two year old in, in like a battle and saying like, are you okay? I'm like, no, he's not okay. He's a two year old. He's two. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, the thing is, is like he doesn't want to be apart from Din, and yeah, Din is like, true. well, if you're going to be with me, yeah. you're going to be a Mandalorian. He chose the way. <laughs> he could have just, he could be chilling yeah. with Luke Skywalker right now. Yep. No, it's it's much as I feel that way. It's just like that episode like, is great, by the way. It's a space. It's a baby space wizard. Yeah. It's fantasy. I just get over it real quick. <laughs> like that episode of Booga Boba Fett. Is episode was it six or seven, oh, whatever God. that one is, where he's training with I Luke. I think it's seven. Yeah. That might be. That's my favorite episode. A lot of Yoda talk All in that episode. Disney Plus streaming. I love that episode. I mean, it's one of the best episodes of Mandalorian. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It's yeah. so good. Is that a bench? And the droids just like start building a bench. <laughs> right. Right. It's like that line about that. So good. Oh, man. And then just sitting and like looking at the temple and like Ahsoka appearing and being like, it's a temple like where many students will like learn to be Jedi someday. I was like, this is so epic. This is like, <laughs> yeah, this is like this is what I care about. Yeah. I mean, that alone ties it to the sequel trilogy right there. That was so great, but all the t- he's like, well, Luke got droids to build the temple, basically. Yeah. Don't you think this Ray? Or we're gonna totally, we're like almost dismounted and like doing the next segment. I know, but some like, people don't like High Republic here. But don't you wonder if Ray builds her new Jedi order on the same planet to fulfill that prophecy of Luke saying, "Many Jedi, many people will become Jedi here." Mm. You know, like anyway, like just a thought. I like it. Yeah, um, I like it. I'm wondering if yeah, no, they wouldn't do Tython and then Tython. Um, but they could maybe. No, oh, they are interconnecting everything, yeah. so I wouldn't wouldn't put it back. I think Ray should go to Dantooine. I want Star Wars to get weird. Yeah, agreed. I want Dantooine. Right. I want yeah. to go back and be like, you know, the Jedi were chill when they were on Dantooine. They lived in like big stone spheres with like bonsai trees. It was cool. <laughs> That'd be sweet. <laughs> it wasn't like I don't know, all ornate. Sort of have Ray get all Frank Lloyd right on him. <laughs> yeah, just get real like minimal yeah. modern mid-mod. mid-mod um <laughs> that'd be great that'd be great um all right hey uh this episode's amazing next week we'll probably talk at infinitum uh about the actually yeah the only thing we have planned is the finale for uh mandalorian so we'll wrap up all our thoughts there and um i'll dance on your graves on two theories and uh it'll be a lot of fun <laughs> but for now um we have got uh, a little bit of Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner! Alrighty, right. Um, either you guys do... So this is uh, going to be The Blade. We're going to cover all four issues of The Blade. It's a nice, concise little little, little run here for the High Republic about Porter Engel, who is the, ba- the, the Blade in um, Phase 2 era, so way back in the Wayback Machine. Yeah. The way back, um, the way, the way, way back. Yeah, uh, sick comic, and I think uh, Grant, you've got a, uh, you got another little synopsis here, doing doing the hard work oh, for us all. This is this is quite possibly the most incredible Star Wars comic ever. Charles Sewell, baby, <laughs> like, I I yeah. absolutely so adore good. this comic. Yeah, this is Charles Sewell. This is the Blade, um, set uh, in the era of the High Republic. Uh, where much of the frontier remains unexplored, two of the most prolific Jedi of their generation, Porter Engel and Barish Sylvan, answer a petition to break a siege on a remote world of Gansevoir. Once on the planet, the Jedi travel to the besieged fortress of Firevale and meet with both the leaders of Firevale and Bethune and discover the conflict began when the Princess Sakatra traveled to Firevale for reasons that are entirely clear at first. The Bethune say she was kidnapped while Prince Kaldor 
Colden of Firevale, madly in love with Princess Sicatra, says she w- sought asylum in Firevale and came at her own volition. On her own volition, Bar- Barish struggles to grasp the truth of the matter, but eventually sides with Prince, the Prince and Princess, because of her sympathy for Sicatra's pregnancy. When, when General Vice and the mercenaries hired by the Bethune betray Marshal Tozin in favor of laying waste to the city and pillaging what they can. Princess Sakatra feels guilty for all the chaos and confesses the pregnancy was a lie. Ashamed that she let her sympathy get the best of her, Barish decides to exile herself from the order and sadly leave her brother, Porter. Taking a vow, if you will. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very good, Grant. Thank you very much for um, yeah. for, for pulling those all together. Um, Grant, I know... Porter Engel from from the moment oh. he touched uh, I think the the mm-hmm. first book um you were you were in love with this character right well to me I love Porter Engel and I I love cooking soup I love a warm broth <laughs> yeah. I love you know saber fights I love the lightsaber uh I love his mantra on the force where he's like the force gives me spe- speed the force gives me strength I was like if I see that in a movie I am revving my fist <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh that character is incredible but this was the bearish sylvan sort of story for me right this was yeah this was a lot of this was a lot about his sister this sort of, sort of like sister monk in the order who I guess was his counterpart on uh, sort of sibling like Jedi friend who they just traveled the galaxy together yeah, as, yeah. as path. And I guess like on the frontier and sort of like Jedi peacekeepers. And they solved all sorts of petitions on unsettled worlds. So cool to see that frontier office, the Jedi frontier office or whatever yes. it was called. Yeah. And they like yep. ca- talk to a droid who's like, there's two and one, one petitions on unsettled like in unsettled sectors and like you could like select select whatever job you wanted to do i was like oh this is the this is the game yep. ben wants to yeah play. absolutely like, <laughs> if you need yeah. me i'll be in that place just i was like, like the frontier the jedi frontier like jedi colon and i want 200 missions i want 200 yeah. and i'll be like yep <laughs> yeah you want 201 petitions yeah i'm like yeah. should we just do this alpha or like okay <laughs> Yeah. Order, or, yeah, or, or I'll, I'll spend five days reading all of the petitions and being like, hmm, let me order them. And then, mm, okay. Yeah. It's kind of a great meditation on attachment, I thought. Yes. I'd, I'd love to talk about the flashbacks first. And attachment. Yeah. Yes, flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. That's a good I think it's a, the sort of brother and sister relationship between Porter and Yeah. Bear. Yeah, I mean, so that so they met as you know, crush mates essentially, and we didn't, you know, we didn't get any of their their apprenticeships and stuff. But they were both like very gifted, yeah, padawans, and Porter Angle mm-hmm. with the blade, and then um, uh, Barish, Barish, um, Barash, Barash, yeah, the Barish vow, Barish vow, yeah, which is of course that's yep. what the um, we'll talk more about the Barish vow later. Oh yeah, but, um. Yeah, she's she's talented other ways in sensitivity and and you know reading emotions and sensing these things and they were attached from an early age and then I, I love that they were just and then they were ultimately they, you know people were worried about them being becoming too attached because we know how you know the Jedi feel about attachment and they were separated and so they decided to sabotage the system which I'm not sure how that worked yeah. but they were like oh yeah I just can't do anything without my you know without my friend. And they they ultimately put them back together again, which is um, 
just a while. Well, I think they did spend some time apart and then they came back right. together and it was like no time passed. They were like, okay, we're back together. Yeah. Let's hang tight. <laughs> Let's, Let's get back in the box. Yeah. But like it was mission accomplished. They didn't, they didn't cover any of the stuff in between, but they were like, let's just sabotage the system and, and try and convince our elders that we can't operate without each other. And, and that's how we'll stay together. And it worked, which is like, Oh man, the high Republic but they is work so well flawed. together because she's kind of the empath yeah. and he's the, I don't know the swords swordsman or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, the uh, offense. She's the investigator. Yeah, and he's he's a he's an elite swordsman. Um, yeah. yeah, elite, elite, and, and elite like doesn't <laughs> need to hold the lightsaber to defeat you. Yeah. Also, just like teleports behind you and will have you have his saber around your neck, yeah. like. He's got yeah I, one he uses. And I plays. guess he's the greatest lightsaber duels, like duelist of all time. Of all time, I don't yeah. Know. Um, yeah. Great well, lightsaber, great lightsaber design too for his primary. The lightsaber design is my favorite. Yeah, ever. it's almost like a rapier, rapier. but like yeah. it's cooler. Um, and then but he, then he's just got like a spare up his sleeve that the like no Cross. one sees, and um, just like a standard jammy jam that 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 he always has, you know, on on backup. Uh, amazing amazing and i love there was a, a scene where he runs across another jedi and like uh they're i mm-hmm. think i don't know are they pathfinders wayfinders yeah they're pathfinders thought, they're jedi yeah. pathfinders right that's fine. pathfinders yeah. and then um yeah with some, some people they're setting up communication nodes um and they they hitch a ride his name was like helion voltes or something like yes that. that's what i want to say <laughs> no that's was. i think that's dead on man yeah, um, I think he so. was. Uh, I don't know if he was a Nautilin. Oh yeah, that species is so cool. Yeah, it, it's it's like oh. a Nautilin. He was green and had a lot of head tendrils. It's not Nautilin. Um, it's it's something else, and it, but maybe it's a version of um, Lula Talasova like character. Yeah, but yeah, one right. of the characters, From but the like notes. green yeah. instead of pink. So um, yeah, yeah exactly. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah it's not Lula Talasova. Her name's something. Um, else. so he, yeah, but the, the like the scene where he was like. I'm sorry. Did you say your name's Porter Engel? And like immediately pulls out his lightsaber and he's like, "Let's let's like spar." And 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 like, but he was You're like, "The blade is here." Yeah, yeah. Then, <laughs> oh, the blade. Um, he, he but he was just like he's and Porter Engel's like he's like, "Wait, you're Porter Engel." Porter Engel's like, "Why do you ask?" And and Barris is like, "You know exactly why he asked." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that relationship was so good. Yeah, yeah. it's so funny. That, that was a great bit and yeah obviously he does this magic trick where it's like oh you thought i was in front of you but now i'm not holding my lightsaber but my lightsaber still fending you off and then oops my other lightsabers at your throat <laughs> and i was like well i mean that's kind of cheap yeah, but happened. okay i guess it's a little it's a little yeah, showmanship totally for the kids um yeah but he was it was fun he, he was a fun yeah, there's so many good lines in the comics obviously the one i sent you guys where he's like no one tries to kill a jedi twice and then like she's later on she's like they just tried to kill you twice. Yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah wait there's a one moment where i think pirate uh the mercenaries are shooting at poor angle and they're like jedi die i swear jedi die i've seen them yeah. die like, <laughs> yeah. they're just like unloading and i was just like i was like this is dark these lines are dark but it's like also like uh, it's funny given that it's a, yeah yeah uh, uh, most jedi do die you know we've seen you know order right. 66 he would have shrugged off like a the common cold like it was like oh, he, he would he he doesn't worry about it. He throws himself in game. Anakin would have met with his match. Oh, no, yeah, dude, Mace Windu would have been met his match. Like, there's there's no one. Yoda would have wouldn't have had a, anything on this guy. He's nasty. Yeah, Mace 
destroyed everyone if he didn't get the cheap shot. That was that was rough. Yeah. Um so that's why you want to see like Mace Windu unleashed. Like that's the alternate history. Yeah. Right? Alternate history, like Mace Windu unleashed, where he just takes out Sidious. I know. That's why the Tartar Tartakovsky animations will always be like permanently in my heart because you see like full metal Mace Windu in those (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. He takes out like a whole droid army by himself and it like and, and does it with class. Um yeah, so that, that that was amazing. I would have liked to see some of that more, some more of that in live action, but it was still the '90s. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Anyways, the the siege happening. That cool. That General Vice, that character. Yeah. That was cool. I guess she says she's a Jedi hunter. Yep, she has a Beskar spear. Um, That's right. right. Yeah. So she's able to fight. But again, it was it played out exactly how it was. It was like there was all this like. Pomp and circumstance leading up to Porter Angle <laughs> fighting General Vice, which is like she's brought in to be. She's like it talks all this trash about being a Jedi hunter, and in like yep. pulls out rocket launchers. Oh my god! <laughs> and in three panels, he disarms her, and yeah. she's yeah. just like yeah, doesn't. Yeah. She hasn't even swung her blade yet, and she's it's the fight's over. Oh, yeah. That's where he like teleports behind her, and yeah, cuts her cheek like an anime, and it's like, yeah. wow, okay, this guy's fast. It's, yeah, it's kind of great. Like that's not the question of the series, right? The blade is not in question, really. It's <laughs> just a like, yeah, like that yeah. name is yeah, it's everything. is solid. Yeah, yeah, he's got a way to I go. Thought, with well, what did you guys think about like the tragic message of the the bearish story with the with the prince and the princess and the and sort of their their deceit and. I thought she was, and then I thought she was being awfully like, wow, hard on I, herself. I sympathize with you guys as sort of this loving couple with uh, a newborn on the way, and the child would be affected by this sort of like, you know, uh, yeah. uh, dinosauric sort of like you know, antiquated it, uh, rival. Yeah, tribalism. I don't, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was kind of a a, a beautiful in a bad way story but like i i agree with ben it felt like yeah a little yeah. harder because it's like you can't have it both ways a bit of trying to back your way into explaining yeah sorry sorry you cut out for a minute i thought you had stopped it yeah. you kind of can't have it both ways like the story is about yeah, how yeah. important attachment is to jedi and how valuable attachment can be and then you know she sympathizes with some people she gets it wrong yeah. because they were being nefarious and 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 were lying but like she's still like her compassion is her strength, and yet and now yeah. she's like I can't trust my compassion anymore. I need to go think about things, and so it's it's kind of telling two stories that are moving in the opposite direction. Yeah, and it's interesting. This might be a good place to start, but it feels like Sewell thoughtfully trying to trying to kind of back his way into explaining what the Barish vow is and the origins yeah. of that. Which yeah. you know, yeah. So let's talk about the Barish vow. Right, yeah. the bearish vow. So we're let's go to Vader mm-hmm. series, like <laughs> yeah, early Vader, well, way early, early Sewell Vader, three. right? Yeah, I, I believe so. It's Vader. Yeah, it's the 2017 Vader run, uh, which is great. I've I've re yeah, I've got them all in like um, those big compendiums. Um, yeah, digitally, and I and I read. That's the one that I go back to over and over again because it's so amazing. It's like yeah. the origins of Anakin Skywalker as Vader trying out his new suit and going through this gauntlet of of challenges. Yeah, um, from Palpatine to sort of get him into Sith shape. 
Right. And um and yeah and so this first thing he has to take a he has to take a lightsaber from a, a Jedi and mm-hmm. and turn the bleed the crystal red yeah. right so he attacks a gentleman um who has taken the bearish the bearish vow um uh, and has just studied fighting his whole life <laughs> yeah planet in hiding and um, yeah yeah Kirak it in, looks awesome in Fiani, in Fiai, I think his name is if I remember oh, right. yeah. yeah. But then you're like, what is the bearish vow? And I guess it's like when a Jedi goes into exile. Yeah, basically. And, but it's on specific terms, right? It's like they totally they totally leave the order like altogether. Yeah, it's basically completely refrain from all activities related to the Jedi Order. Yeah. Is okay. is how they define it. Um and disengage from anything but the force itself. Right. I, I sort of look at it as a sabbatical. It's like an, an, an yeah. you know, unlimited sabbatical, like take the time you need to figure out your craft and what, where yeah. you're really headed. And, you know, but it's, it's also, yeah. you know, it's meditation. It's, it's trying to figure out your place in the universe. It's an awesome yeah. concept. And what's really interesting is if you look on Wikipedia, they have three examples of this happening. Well, four happening okay. in, in Star Wars, which is the original, which we've just discussed with, Barish, uh, and then the one from Darth Vader, which we discussed, and then we get from the phase one of High Republic. Uh, oh, Des girl. Des Ryden um, oh. takes the takes it after um, basically That's being right. a prisoner right. and being uh, and then in- interacting with the Drengir. Now. We can come back around to that, but the most interesting one that's that's noted is Obi Wan Kenobi on what? Tatooine. They and call that a bearish vow. They do, and what I'm really interested in is is I got a I got a it's I have a book that I haven't read by it's it's by Christian uh, Baver, but it's it's the Skywalker: A Family at War, which is a really cool book. It's actually kind of written yeah. like a like a like an in universe history of oh, the Skywalker book, saga. Yeah. So. I don't know for certain because there's not a there's there's not a page number quote which is by the way bad bad way to be actually like it, citing your sources. It's people. Wikipedia, Adam. You yeah. Know. Well, yeah. I know I'm an academic. You cite your sources correctly, people. Okay. Right, yeah. um, right, go clean it up. But, go clean up the Wikipedia. But there's a page number, and then what is? What no, is there's saying? no page number. So I was I was while you guys were talking, you probably saw me in the background, like just sco- scoot over to my book. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out if that is officially name checked in this. It definitely could be because it's be. post 2017. So I was just kind of looking at the chapters and seeing if I could find where they discuss Obi Wan. But it's such a it's such a big book that it could really be anywhere in here. Yeah, but I need to go back and and uh, and see. I wouldn't. It yeah. fits a little bit. I mean, I would call that exile. I mean, yeah. he calls He's it like, exile. I'm going to go chop up this like desert. Tuna. It, it kind of works though in the mo- in the show, and this is like pre when the show happened. But if you remember the show, like he is just he's doing exactly that. Like yeah. he's not doing anything. But he's Jedi-like. not. But he's not even communing with the Force to begin. That is with. true too. I mean, he's trying to talk to um, Obi uh, uh, Qui Gon, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say his real bearish vow probably started after the ser- the live action series. Like that's when he's like he's em- re- he embraced the Force again, and now is you know. But maybe by then he's found his purpose. I don't know. Yeah, but that's really interesting. That's a good reading of it, though. I like that. That That's where it really begins. Yeah. I don't know. Because I think you still need to commune with the Force. That's the whole point, is trying to listen to the Force to hear what it tells you to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't sound convinced, Grant. 
No, I mean, it's fine. I'm just oh, saying it's fine? Like, <laughs> Obi-Wan just went into exile, like, period. Yeah. Like, he just went. He just. I mean, there also like, wasn't much Jedi stuff to do. Yeah. But he did get psyched when, he, when Luke, like, you know, came to him and was ready to become a Jedi. He was like, here's your, your father's weapons. I'm grabbing mine. Let's yeah, go. Immediately. Like, no, no, really, I'm a Jedi. <laughs> yes, now. Like, yeah. like, like you can come out of the bearish vow as well. You can kind of, you can, you can come back into the fold. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that in the Vader comic, like, that Jedi fights with the sabers and like fights Vader. Yeah, and when he thought he defeated Vader, he was like, "All right, I'm out of here. My Varus vow is over. I've, I've yeah. fulfilled my mission. I broke it. Yeah, yeah. let's. I fulfilled yeah. my mission. This is why I was here, and I'm back in the fold. And it was like, no, you're not. Yeah, because Vader, Vader's too hot. <laughs> Fighting Darth yeah, because Vader. yeah. Vader's too metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where is the? Yeah, I don't know. Like if Hayden Christensen comes back as Vader, like now I need like the metal vader series where he's not just like taking out townspeople but he's actually like you know like doing cool stuff in battles and yeah Re- yeah destroying half his body and rebuilding out of found objects <laughs> yeah wearing pelts and stuff i don't know that can only happen in the comics metal vader comedy yeah well you'll never get a series and the animated would be great yeah most of that vader series well especially their first vader series is metal is af you know um pretty great but um anyways end of this series i guess bearish puts too much confidence in the prince and princess and they lie to her and she feels bad takes the vow leaves the order leaves porter behind um, and then the next the next series is going to be called uh, the broken the broken blade, uh, right? Yeah, yeah the broken blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll see uh, the next phase be, for him. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, bummer, man. You know, and I feel I don't remember. So it was the first book, right? Like Light of the Jedi. That was that was also a Soul book, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Correct. Yes. Where Porter Angle was in it, and um, I feel like yep. he was still sort of like mourning bearish i mean they established early that like so um bearish is a, a kage cage kage, kage yeah, is yeah. what i assume very cool species yeah. yeah with green eyes like bright green, green eyes yeah. and like and like yeah white everything like albino pretty much other than that silver hair. yeah silver hair just like beautiful and that it was cool little twist where they're like oh yeah my species like we remember everything from birth which is <laughs> like bonkers oh yeah that was right weird, weird. And then, um, and then, yeah. Porter's Ikrukian. Oh, thank you. He can live hundreds of years. And she's like, you'll, you know. Sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. You live for a long time. You know, I'm only here for a short amount of time. Yeah. Pretty cool. The Ikrukian, like, it's wild. I was like, doesn't he look like Hellboy to you? Like, I'm not even a comic book. Yeah, definitely very Hellboy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I'm like, I expected to see his earlier self with horns, you know? (laughs) Like I didn't understand he like they had he has these two stumps on his like forehead and it they're they're disconcerting to me because I all I can think of is Hellboy, but I'm like shouldn't those be horns or something? But you know all right whatever. Um, they do they do very much look like like Hellboy's like uh, shaved down. Yeah, horns. horns. Yeah, right. totally. Good call. Anywho, um, but uh, yeah, he uh, such a good comic. good comic, like, great character. Probably my favorite. Of the it's really great yeah and once again four issues was perfect like i like that they 
will mess around with the lengths of these, depending on what it needs to say, what it needs yeah, to tell. Darn right. Well, um, okay. I feel like we've we've gotten there. Um, more High Republic to come, but um, next week, most importantly, we're going to get the Mandalorian finale, um, which is going to be bonkers. I can't wait to Ooh. A, watch it, and B, talk to y'all about it. Um, if you're on, yeah. yeah, we don't really know when we're going to do the pod yet, but um, please follow us on, um, you know, on all the things. Give us five stars, uh, por favor. That's French for please. Um, and uh, <laughs> not, not really <laughs> Italian, right. okay, close Danish, closer, weirdly closer. Oh, further away, Spanish. um, um yeah. and uh, yeah, um. If you could do that, that would be uh, super. And also, yeah, if you follow us on YouTube, uh, you'll get a little alert when we go live. Um, we're trying to do this regularly, but you know what? We're doing our best, and um, that doesn't yeah. seem to happen um, with schedules. Uh, but we'll probably do it as close to Wednesday as we can. And, yeah, uh, yeah tune in. Chime in. Talk to us. How are yeah, you feeling? Yeah. What did you What did you see? If you want 500 more theories in right. the armor. Oh, I, think, yeah. I, think we'll, I don't think we're, we're going to need any theories after next week. Um, but so... <laughs> You can never take the armor from me. No. We're ending it just <laughs> I will but the other thing is uh just to let remind everyone that the week after that is gonna be Jedi Survivor week. And uh yes. is that right? And we're gonna also read the Battle Scars uh book for that. So Man, I'm gonna burn through that game and I know. One and a half we'll see. I know. I, Grant's that guy that races five. through the story just to say he's done the whole game. <laughs> And then he goes back. Grant and I are like polar opposites with with video yeah. games. Like I, I want to do everything but the story in a video game. But for this one, I will <laughs> focus on the game, on the story. I need to investigate every blade of grass in the right? game. Yeah. And then and and like not <laughs> I, move past. Yep. Like I just yeah. systematically close down as much as I can. I am the same way. I'm, I'm all. <laughs> you, do you do like CSI grid yeah. search. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I do. Actually, I'm all that's exactly side. what I do. I, I'm all side child. missions first because then when you play the main missions, they're like it's like playing yeah. a child's game at that point because you're all OP. It's yeah, you just crush yeah. everyone. I'm trying to do some grandmaster work on uh, Fallen Order to like get myself into shape, but that game is hard. Oh, nice, it's real hard. I forgot how hard it was. Yeah, I just oh, thinking back to it. Anyone yeah, can destroy you. I'm like, oh my gosh, like how do you even supposed to like block? Like, uh, <sighs> it's hard. It's I remember hard. how I don't, hard. I don't know how many times, but that that dark Jedi fight. Like mm -hmm. that one, I might have that might have been like fifty times. I had to yeah. attempt that because that was not powerful. Wait, Malikos or uh, Malikos? I think yeah. yeah. At, Fourteen. He had my number. Times, yeah. Like no, no one else, no one yeah. else. But that one, <laughs> one was just so infuriating to me that I just they got shredded. I, that was one I could not quite do. I gave up. I went to sleep and I woke up at like five a.m. and my brain had like clicked and I went and beat it. <laughs> Like, do you ever do that with video games? Wait, so right? the, absolutely. So the you got to walk machine. away. You got to walk away after. And while. like your brain solves it in sleep. Like the brain figured out the pattern in the sleep. And I was just like, and then I just yep. like did one try conquered it at 5 a.m. That's how I beat oh, Gana and give me God of War on um, mm. God of War Ragnarok <laughs> for those that yeah. care. That's like I, I needed to walk away twice. Twice I needed to walk away. And yeah, yeah the third day I came back, I was like, the dog on a walk. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, no. Your bra your brain has got to be like, okay, it's this move, it's this move, it's this move. Oh wait, if I do this, it's this right. move. You just it's yep. all just figuring it out in the counters, but the counters are hard and, and for some reason harder than toughness. Yeah, yeah, they're real precise. Yeah, yeah. So um, all right, well, it's super. It Everything's super. Um, so that's what we're doing next week. It's been a long pod. Um, we appreciate you guys uh, listening to us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Appreciate, appreciate you. you. Um, <laughs> and as always, may the forest 
This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. <laughs>